Oops, that ain't right. Just started the show, folks. Already fucked up. Let's see if I can fix this shit. Boom, there we go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, episode 33. The fuck's up with everybody today? Got a crazy show for you today, dudes. I'm going to shout it. Gonna tell my mother. Gonna tell my brother. If we help each other, we can make a change. Fuck yeah, folks. We can make a change. Don't let them tell you that we can't because we sure the fuck can do it. And uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Once again, I thought I was going to have a terrible show for you, but fuck, man. The universe just keeps making things happen. Calm down, universe. It's going to be fine, dudes. Let me get a breath, man. So I'm a little bit tired. I was up all night playing the new downloadable content from Borderlands 2, my favorite fucking game in the entire world. Like, literally, like a little girl. So fucking excited. That game is so fun. And so, stayed up all night. I have like a solid 10 hours of downloadable content for anybody that loves Borderlands 2. You can go play right now. And uh, But as always, before we start the show, Patreon. Patreon.com. If you like the show, please consider supporting me. Um, I'm up to $408 per month. Hooray! 82 Patreons. Steadily moving up there. If we get up to $1,500, I will do an extra show probably on Wednesday. Probably like, I don't know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon so my European fans can tune in and enjoy all the gloriousness for themselves. Apparently it's really late over there in the fucking foreign lands where you guys live. Fucking foreigners! Move to the United States, dudes. Quit being foreign, goddammit. And uh, as always, best way to support the show, Super Chats! Super chats, like one of the show, every question fucking answered, no questions dodged. Please ask me something that'll stump me. Try to find something that's going to embarrass me and be like, shit, I can't answer that live on the air, but I'll answer it anyway, because no questions fucking dodged on the show. And uh, the vast majority of the money goes to the Humanist Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary, where we try to rescue little animals that are going to be put down. So sad, but it's cool. We give them really good lives, and we fatten them up, and they're happy, and they're fucking spoiled, so don't feel bad for them. And, uh, all right, so let's just jump right into the fucking show, dudes. Uh, shit, I was on the front page of the New York Times on the Sunday edition. Fucking live, in beautiful color. The number one newspaper in the entire week was the Sunday edition. So, uh, I was looking pimp. Let's take a look here. Boom, we did it, Mom! Fuck yeah, we made it! We made it! You and me, Mom. I want to thank all the little people. The Smurfs. Ben Shapiro. Danny DeVito. Could have done it without you guys. We're on top of the world, and uh, I got no problem with this. Let's see what this article's about again. Hmm, the making of a YouTube radical. Wait a minute. Um, maybe I should have taken a closer look. It appealed to me because it made me feel a sense of belonging. I was brainwashed. Hmm, maybe this is not the boon for my career I thought it was going to be. Uh, how the site's algorithm played into the hands of the far right. Okay, wait a minute. Flag of the play. I'm starting to think that I might not be uh, somebody that's supposed to be in this collage. But uh, anyway, I'm just kidding, of course. Um, as you can see, my picture here, I'm next to Dave Cullen. So in context, it's actually a compliment. He is a alt-light, alt-right adjacent, Christian, fundamentalist, tradcon, chud, who uh, made a video about me when I came out against anti-SJWs and the alt-right. And he, he's one of these guys uh, amongst many who made a video about me trying to shit on me. So basically, I guess, whoever the, the, uh, Caleb Kane, which this article is about, I think that this video was in his uh, YouTube watch list. Um, so that's why 
I ended up in this collage. I also think maybe I was one of the people that he watched and I helped him uh, get out of the uh, alt-right chud uh, world, basically. So anyway, um, I don't have any problem being with this, being in this ad whatsoever. I think it's funny. Like, I obviously, why the fuck would I care? Anybody who sees this who knows me, knows that I'm not part of the alt-right, I'm not part of these far-right shuds, and anybody that sees this and doesn't know me, it doesn't matter anyway, because they don't know who the fuck I am, what's it matter? So either way, I'm not fucking upset about it, it's all fucking good. Um, I thought the article was fine, I had no problem with it. Ooh, we're gonna get the TJ in a minute. TJ! Guys following the whole TJ drama today. Guy down, I was like trying to go to sleep this morning, I stayed up all night fucking playing Borderlands 2, and, uh, so I was like, man, I got to get up eight hours to do a show. And then right before I fucking went to sleep, TJ blocked every fucking person on Twitter that follows me. Talking about goddamn drama. And I was like, oh, shit, man, this is some prime ass drama. And I can't go to sleep. So I was like awake looking at the fucking TJ drama. Yeah, I ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Patience. Patience. So anyway, I appreciate everybody that messaged me. And they were all concerned about the fact that I didn't win first prize in the New York Times biggest right wing YouTube shithead list. But. I am totally fine, people. Trust me. You know, to be honest, it was just an honor to be nominated. So don't worry about me. I'm standing tall. I'm on two feet. I'm just proud to be amongst these erudite individuals. Look at this vast array of top-notch human beings that I'm in this fucking collage with, like Jordan Peterson, Paul Joseph Watson, Sargon of ACAD, uh, Stephen Crowder, uh, Stefan Milnuts, and they're like three times, man. Okay, they really had a hard on for Stefan Mjolnir's, but I've been there with ContraPoints. Woohoo, ContraPoints! Like me some ContraPoints, that's cool. And Lord Southern, boo. Boo this woman. Who else is in there? I think, uh... Oh, Philip DeFranco. Philip DeFranco was not happy. He was not in a happy camper. We're going to cover that in just a second. Philip DeFranco. But I'm going to start walking around, billing myself everywhere I go as as featured by the New York Times. Hi, how you doing? I'm Dusty Smith, as featured in the New York Times. I'm going to, like, print out a T-shirt with my picture on the front page of the New York Times and, like, wear it to bars. Be like, hey, baby, how you doing? I'm Dusty Smith from the New York Times. Did you see this yet? Hell yeah, let's do butt stuff! Don't know if that's going to work, but I'm going to check it out. It's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, next up, the one thing I noticed about this article is that a bunch of right-wing chuds are just trying to sell outrage over the collage. You know, because Phil DeFranco is in it and ContraPoints is in it. And so they're like... <gasps> They're just calling everybody out right. Oh, my God. The fucking New York Times thinks everybody is a racist. Don't pay any attention to this article because fucking New York Times can't be trusted. Fake news. Fake news. They even have Dusty Smith on the cover. Dusty Smith is not alt right. That proves even more that the New York Times can't be trusted. The failing New York Times. Trump was right. But, like, the truth is that this is just a bunch of right-wing chuds who are trying to spread outrage because of the collage to distract you from the fact that the article is actually pretty good. It's, you know, it's not the greatest article in the world, but it's just basically an article about how this one person, uh, Caleb Kane, used to, I guess he was kind of more neutral, and then he started watching all these alt-right and alt-right adjacent, alt-light, anti-SJW YouTube videos, and he went down the alt-right rabbit hole and became, you know, kind of an alt-right chud. 
which happens to a fucking lot of people. People are like, no, this is just one guy's account. This is not even a real fucking article. This is just, you know, anecdotal evidence. And yeah, it is. But like, I have tons of people that message me all the time and tell me, Dusty, you helped me wake me up from this. You helped wake me up from the alt-right anti-HCW rabbit hole that I was going down. You know, you really showed me the error of my ways and I appreciate it. So I get this shit all the fucking time. So this dude is not alone. A lot of fucking people are like this. And he just basically talks about how he was kind of neutral and then he watched uh, Paul Joseph Watson and Stefan Mjolnitz and Lauren Southern and started, you know, believing this shit. Um, and it's it's an interesting article because it kind of shows you what a lot of white, young white men are going through these days. They feel disaffected by society. You know, they uh, their lives aren't going exactly like they'd hoped it was would go. And so they're just trying to find something that they can blame it on, really. They're trying to, they're really, they're trying to find answers, you know, just like everybody else. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in the world, and they're trying to find answers like everybody else is. But then they find these alt-right, alt-light shithead YouTubers that basically tell them, hey, the world is against you because you're a white man. You know, the the world is trying to wipe you out. White genocide, genocide, great replacement. You know, it's uh, it's woke culture. The woke culture is just picking on you because you're a straight white male, and they hate you. And so it's very easy to jump on this bandwagon and say, hey, well, this explains why my life is not going the way I thought it was going to. You know, this explains everybody. It's fucking neo-Marxist, postmodernist. It's the fucking feminist, you know. They're oppressing me. But no, that's not what's happening at all. You know, white people, you may have a bad life as a white person. You might. It's very possible. But you generally don't have a bad life because you're a white person. You know, you may have a bad life as a straight male, but generally you don't have a bad life because you're a straight male. You know, it just doesn't happen very often. Our society is pretty much set up not to penalize you for those things. So it's just white fragility. That's all this shit is. It's the white fragility movement. People who have, who should have all the advantages in the entire world complaining and bitching because, you know, they can't make the best of it. So anyway, this article is not even fully about how you get radicalized by the right wing. This article is actually explains, too, at the end, how YouTube can also be used to get people out of the right wing alt-right culture. It also explains exactly how you can take the other path, uh, the left path, and how some of these people like ContraPoints and uh, I'm not sure who else was mentioned in there, but some of the uh, left tube is able to wake up these kids. And so, uh, you know, it, it's not just a one-sided article, in my opinion. It kind of gives both sides the issue where I, where I thought it was interesting. You know, you can be brainwashed, for lack of a better story, to the left, or you can be brainwashed to the right. And the main difference is most of the stuff the left wants to do is even the b really, really ba bad stuff is pretty harmless. You know, even the stuff that they claim the left is trying to do, like, well, they're trying to make you say all oh, these pronouns against your will. Even that is, like, not that big of a deal when you compare it to what the right wants to do. You know, give trillionaires tax cuts and do absolutely nothing about global warming. In fact, accelerate it and, you know, sell billions of dollars of arms to Saudi Arabia and just, you know, everything basically they're doing. It's, it's far, far, far more evil. So the, the two things are not, you know, equal at all. This is a false equivalence. You know, one side is much, much, much better than the other side, even on the things that they're bad about. So interesting article, I thought. Uh, one of the, another interesting things that I read was ContraPoint's take on it. ContraPoint's, I think, is frustrated because whenever these big media corporations like uh, the New York Times or NBC or Vox or whatever want to interview her, all they want to talk about is how she is de-radicalizing young white men. And uh, she wants to talk about trans issues or gay issues or, you know, other things besides just that, besides this, you know, 
token trans person who was able to wake up young white men. Like the story's always got to be about these far right young white men to paint them in a in a specific light. So she seemed frustrated by that, and I kind of understand where she's coming from. Uh, but the article overall, I thought was, you know, like I said, not the best in the world, not the worst in the world, pretty good, but distracting you from reading it. That's all they're trying to do. They're trying to piss you off and distract you from actually reading it and taking it in. This is exactly the same stuff I've been talking about for three years now. This stuff absolutely does happen. People do watch these videos and they do get radicalized towards the alt-right. People do watch all this anti-SJW content and they do start to believe that the SJWs and the left are the greatest threat on the planet and it does push our society to the right. It helps the right take and maintain power. That's absolutely what the fuck is happening. And uh, so, Paul Joseph Watson bitching and complaining about it because that's all he does. His precious little snowflake he is. Paul Joseph Watson's like, made the front page of the New York Times, as did Philly D, a liberal news host who is now apparently radicalizing people to become right-wing extremists. It has nothing to do with the fact that he and I aren't controlled by giant corporations who are going bust. Honest, oh, snowflake. And I'm like, dude, like, I made the front page of the New York Times right there with you. I thought it was hilarious. Play the victim more, snowflake. And that's all they're fucking doing. If you actually read the article, you can see that it's not saying everybody on this list is an alt-right chud. It's saying that some of these people actually helped wake this guy up and get him out of the alt-right stratosphere he was uh, trapped in, right? Um, That's why I don't mind being on the fucking thing, because I think anybody that knows the situation, knows the context, knows that I actually look good here. And I think uh, Philly D is just pearl-clutching, you know? I think he's actually doing exactly what they wanted him to do. Uh, I even... I teased him about here he is. I teased him about it a little bit. Wow, Philly D bitching about or bitching at the New York Times for including his photo in that article they did about YouTubers has made that article go viral today. That'll teach him. And that was clearly exactly the plan of the New York Times for the whole from 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 the start, right? They they looked at this guy's view history from YouTube videos and they saw a couple in there from Philip DeFranco from this time period. And they were like, hey, I bet if we put Philip DeFranco's picture in there, he'll bitch about it on his social media. And then the article will get seen by tons more people than would have seen it otherwise. And, of course, he fell right into their trap because like, he doesn't care. Like, he really doesn't care about this. Philly Dia doesn't care. He just knows that this will get him attention by bitching about it. And the New York Times doesn't care. They know that they'll get attention by him bitching about it. Everybody wins. Everybody wins in this whole outrage culture carousel that we're all trapped on. But one thing I did notice about this whole controversy is that all these YouTube chuds who continuously claim that they have no responsibility for what they themselves spread on their platform, the moment someone used a bigger platform to call them out and talk about them, they suddenly became very concerned about what other people's responsibility is. And that, that's ex- it's just so hypocritical. It's exactly what you would expect from these people, though. But, you know, they're always like, oh, you can't blame me. I can't control my audience. You know, I, don't, I can't be responsible for what the fuck they do. I, I just put out videos, and you watch them. End of transaction, man. I have no responsibility for anything that happens on my channel. But, you know, like I said, the second uh, any other news organization or any other channel says something they don't like, oh, my God, you have responsibility to be better than this. I can't believe you included our photos in this collage about alt-right YouTubers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So just pearl-clutching at its finest. But, you know, that's... That's how all these people make money. Outrage, outrage, outrage. And, like, I can't talk either. I make money off outrage culture, too. I'm just more honest about it. I try to be, you know, upfront about what I'm doing. And uh, Cody Johnson from some more news, he had a little conversation with uh, Sean Lennon. And uh, I actually like Sean Lennon. Me and Sean Lennon are friends. Uh, Sean Lennon says he's a fan of mine. Like, I don't I, I don't want him to be a fan of mine. I'd rather be a friend than a fan or anything like that. But... 
Charlene's a really nice guy, but he uh, he's like best friends with Eric Weinstein, you know, the intellectual dark web douchebag, and he's like close to Jordan Peterson. And so in my opinion, he has a lot of uh, influences that are not the absolute best, so he's always taken up for those guys. So he was uh, talking about the New York Times article, and he says, this article was trash. I hope they have to retract it for Philly D alone. Why would they retract it? It didn't say anything about Philly D being all right. It actually explained specifically. It, you can even look at the picture, like the picture I showed. If you want to be honest and just talk about just what the picture says, it explains why he's in the collage. Let's see. Here we go. Loading, loading, but right here. Bigger. Make it bigger now. It says right on here, commentators from across the political spectrum have filled YouTube with a complex stew of emotional content. So that basically includes, you know, everybody, right? You know, Philly V definitely has a complex stew of emotional content. I definitely have a complex stew of emotional content. I think even, you know, ContraPoints, that's fair to say about her. So, I don't know, getting uh, getting offended by being included in this is just silly, but he goes on to say, Mainstream journalism, desperate to eliminate competitors, making up false narratives while virtue signaling and pretending to be concerned. It's gross, it's sad. I don't like the term virtue signaling. I think usually people that use the term virtue signaling are just mad that somebody else is a better person than them and they're trying to use it to, to shit on that person because they know that they're not a very good person. But I don't, I'm not saying that about Sean Ono Lenning. I think Sean's a good person. I just don't personally like that phrase. Then he goes on saying, if this article has any validity, please explain the data from The Economist. And so he posts this chart that has absolutely nothing to do with the article in any way whatsoever, which Cody Johnson points out to him. The article and this graph are unrelated. And then he, uh, he says, indeed, that is true. And that the graph is based on data from a legitimate sample set, and the article is merely an anecdote about one person relating to no one but that one person. Thanks for pointing that out. But that's not a good argument Cody comes back with. The article is about the push, pull, and path of ideological content on YouTube. The graph is about ideological positions held in Congress. The two things are not even connected in any way. And Sean goes on to say, more people watch YouTube than all newspapers and news channel combined. I mean, that's true. It does have a very big effect on our society and our culture. That's absolutely true. If YouTube's algorithm was radicalizing people to the, I guess, right, then we would see at least a tiny bump of evidence in the data. But we, we did see that. Like, we do see, all you have to do is, like, look at it. You can look at YouTube, and you can definitely see the direction YouTube has gone and what's incredibly popular and understand why it's popular by reading the comments. I don't understand how anybody could deny this is what's happening on YouTube right now. It just seems strange. And like he just said, YouTube is more popular than newspapers and all that shit. So this stuff definitely is having effect. I, I just don't know how anybody can make an argument otherwise. And then uh, Cody says, because if you're looking at an emergency, because if you're looking at an emerging trend of YouTube, radical shit. Because if you are looking at an emerging trend of YouTube radicalizing a young audience to the right, you would look for evidence in a 30-year mapping of the ideology of Congress, which isn't made up of that audience, nor does that audience vote in great numbers. And Sean, and, uh, Sean says, that's true. So uh, Sean's actually really nice, was really respectful, and that's what Cody said. Cody said, everyone's mad at Sean Lennon, but he was totally pleasant. And he is. He's a very pleasant guy, very nice guy. And uh, even though I disagree on stuff... Uh, Cool dude. Have no problem with him whatsoever. So uh, glad to see that Cody and Sean Leonard are actually getting along and actually having a reasonable public debate about things. Always nice to see. And uh, like I said before, uh, the picture that I'm in is a picture from Dave Cullen. And I'm going to watch this video in a minute. I've actually never watched this video before. 
Um, I'm going to explain to you guys the background behind how this video got made. I'm going to watch some of the video, and we're going to see exactly if he fucking nailed me on this video or if uh, it turned out that I was right all along. But first, before we do that, let's read a few Super Chats. Super Chats! Lifeblood of the show, please Super Chat me. No questions dodged. Help a brother out. If you like the show, please support it. Let's have a discussion. Isn't it ironic that TJ goes on about SJW censorship, yet he loves blocking people, whereas you never block anyone? Hypocrisy much? Yeah, you know, it's to be expected. Like, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more when we get on the TJ section, but I kind of, in a way, I feel bad for the whole TJ thing. Clearly, he thinks we're at all-out war with each other. Clearly, I have gotten under his skin very deeply, and, and like... Some people are like, you shouldn't feel bad. Fuck TJ. You know, just keep calling him out. And I know, I know, I know. But I have a heart and I have a conscience. And it does kind of make me feel bad that I think I've hurt his feelings. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. Levi Blue, $2. How old are you? Like your content. I am 44 years old. So 44. I'll be 45 in next March. So I just turned 44. Born in 1975. Hells yeah. Old as shit. But uh, I, I plan to live to be like 120, so I'm not even like a third through my life yet. Well, I guess that's technically not true, mathematically. Pff, fuck math. Anyway, C. Bishop Davis, $2. TJ blocked all of your followers because you us shives. Yeah, he calls me shives, too. So uh, I don't have a single person blocked on Twitter or Facebook. I think there are some people blocked on YouTube now. I didn't do it. I think some of my um, moderators did it because people were spamming and trolling the chat room. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Oh, well, like I have no problem being compared to Shives, but I, it is definitely hypocritical of him doing that. And uh, clearly he is a little butt hurt. But I don't blame him. I guess I would be too if I were him. $49.99 from Ratbag. Ratbag, my biggest supporter. How's it going, Ratbag? Good to see you, man. Hope you're having a good Monday. Why did you have to do. <laughs> Why did you have TJ block me on Twitter? I'm sorry, man. I'm such a fucking dickhead. It's all my fault. Actually, do you think any Dem should be excluded from the debates? Um, I mean, yeah, it seems like we can't have, like, every Dem in the world debating or it kind of be convoluted or whatnot. I think probably you got to pick, like, the top, I don't know, eight maybe and have them on stage. More than that, and it just kind of gets a bit, a bit much. I read something about certain criteria to be part of them. Yep, I mean, I'm sure there are certain criteria. I guess you would have to be polling at a certain percentage would be my guess, and I think that's probably fair, but, uh. Good question. Appreciate it, Ratbag. Thanks a lot, man. Bernie Sanders? I doubt you're Bernie Sanders. But $5 tribute, and I appreciate it. Why do almost all of the skeptic channels talk nonstop about the SJWs when we have a racist xenophobe as president? Because that's what's popular on YouTube right now. That's where the money and the fame is. Um, like I pointed out in my last show, Laura Loomer threatened suicide because she got banned from Facebook and people gave her $90,000. You know, that's just the way our world works right now. The Right-wing shitheads have an incredibly large amount of power, and they, they have all the money. You know, the, the rich people, when you get rich, there's something about being rich that makes you more likely to be a conservative. It's, it's very easy to understand, obviously. You, you have all this money, and you're afraid the liberals are going to take it by taxing you or giving it to, you know, poor people who didn't fucking work it, work for it. So uh, you become more conservative, and these rich assholes throughout history have been very, very effective and using their money to con poor, many of them, white rednecks into voting against their own best interest. And uh, they've basically weaponized YouTube to this end and all the SJW, all the anti-SJWs and, and what used to be the skeptic community went right along with them because that's where the money was. Sad, but I've been calling it out for three years. I was right. Ha, 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 ha. True story. Um, $5 from D-Dog. 2015. Quick reminder that the government still does torture internment and illegal spying and bullying minorities is all the anti-hjv channels do true that 
they don't really cover the important things in life anymore, especially like a lot of the stuff that's going on with the transgender people where they're banning them from the military and they're trying to keep it from where even doctors don't have to treat you. And like even the most vulnerable of the vulnerable, which would be trans homeless people. They're trying to make it where homeless shelters don't have to take trans homeless people like just evil, evil as fucking shit, dude. But uh, do you hear, you know, you're going to hear I don't want to call out any names because I guess it gets old me calling out the same people all the time. But these dudes ain't covering it, that's for sure. And that's a good observation. Whores the over, 66. Gave me $10 Australian. Pronounce order, 66. Okay. I I, I know how to pronounce hoarder, orders, hoarders. I like to call them whores the overs, though. That's much more fun to pronounce. Whores the overs, but I know it's orders. Hey, COD, I too enjoy porn, but 4K really accentuates the cutting scars and the finger-shaped bruises. Is high-def guilt-tripping me. Yeah, totally, man, especially in VR. You can, like, see every fucking scar. Like, they, you can see, like, the red knees and the bruises on the knees, and you start to feel a little bit guilty. But then you just don't look at it, you know? You look at something else, like their face or something, and you get over it. But anyway, thanks for that. Appreciate that. Orders. Remu, $2. Love your videos, Dusty. My videos love you, Remu. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Christian Sorino, $2. This is a free super chat. Free super chat? It wasn't free. I had to read it, you liar. But thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, Noob, Noob Hey, I see the, <laughs> I see the amazing atheist next. Hooray. Newbrook, or Newberic, Newberific, Newberific. I can get it right. Reading's hard. See, the thing is, is I don't have my glasses on. I don't like to wear my glasses because... I get made fun of being old all the time, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking wear my glasses. Fuck you. But I can't see the fucking screen without my goddamn glasses. So, ooh, so much better. I can't believe TJ blocked me for no reason. You and TJ have helped me become a skeptic atheist, not right-wing SJW skeptic. LOL. You're crushing it with facts, Dusty. So I'm giving you my DFF Patreon money logic. Fuck yes. I appreciate that. I think all of you guys do that. All of you who are giving... Well, I guess the drunken peasants are okay, but... Deep Fat Fried, your Patreon money. Hey, upgrade. That's what I'm saying. Upgrade. The Cult of Dusty. Podcast. Best podcast in the fucking history of the planet Earth. Much better than that fucking deep fried shit. But obviously, I might be slightly biased. I don't know. Maybe not. But maybe. Thank you for that, Newberific. And TJ, the amazing atheist, gave me $2. You cheap fuck. Come on. I paid you tens of thousands of dollars, more or less, over the years. At least you can do is tip me more than that. And he says, TJ, block me. Sad. Have money. Yep, you did block everybody, TJ. It was sad, dude. Come on, man. I know I got under your skin a little bit. I know I hurt your feelings, but you don't have to take it out of my fan base. You know? They didn't do anything to you. And lots of people that you blocked, they actually like you, man. They were following me because they don't like me because they like you because they're fans of you. A lot of them are your Patreons. A lot of them literally give you money and support you and hate my guts. And you block them simply for following me. So, yeah, not the best move on your part, in my opinion. Something you'll regret. Something you probably already regret. But, uh, whatever. Works for me. Sophia Christina Botha. Give me $2. Did you see Borderlands 3 announcement at E3? Uh, yeah, I saw some of it. I was too busy playing the Borderlands 2 DLC pack. So, it depends on exactly what you're talking about. But I saw some of that stuff. Cannot fucking wait. I am so excited. Squee. And last up, Valith. 1337 is totally elite for $2. Can't find the VGO where you critique TJ. Um, okay, well, I critiqued TJ in several videos, so they're there. You just got to go look. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. More Super Chats, please. Like button of the show. Super Chats. And uh, All right, on with the show. Nope, that was not the right tab. Where is the right tab? The right tab. There we go. 
All right, so we're going to watch this uh, Dave Cullen video. Let me set the background of it. What happened? Okay, so this was roughly three-ish years ago. The anti-SJW community was taken off on YouTube really heavily, and I had made a couple anti-SJW videos. I was still mainly doing the religious stuff, but I dipped my toes into anti-SJW stuff just a little bit because like, it was really tempting to get involved with because that's where all the money was. I was very obvious. Um some people say, some people like to criticize me, and they're like, Dusty, you t you dipped your toes in the anti-SJW stuff, and then you failed at it. And that's why you became an SJW, because you failed at the anti-SJW content. And I'm like, what? That doesn't even make even a little bit of sense. That's the easiest content in the world to create. I mean, you have people like No Bullshit that, that is killing it making content like that. It doesn't take anybody that's special or intelligent in any way to make that content. It's just, you know... It's literally the simplest content you can possibly do. Just find something to get outraged by and use the same three or four pictures of these SJWs, redheaded or chubby SJWs, being triggered over and over again in your videos and then just complain. That's all you do. It's so simple. But anyway, um, so I thought about getting involved in it, but I started like researching more about it. And then I was like on the Donald subreddits a lot. And I started realizing what exactly what they were doing. What they were doing is they were distracting everybody with the minutia that the left was doing. And they were pretty much giving the right a pass on doing things that were even way worse. And stuff that was like the right could do something the exact same as the left. And they would never say boo about what the right was doing. And they would just fucking show the left again and again and again and again. And the whole point of them doing this was to distract people from the actual issues. Because on the issues, they got fucking murdered when it comes to universal health care and the environment and tax cuts for the rich and uh, regulations for Wall Street, over and over and over again, every fucking issue they get destroyed on. So they had to distract people to get Republicans elected and uh, to take and maintain power. And so what they did is they jumped on this anti-SJW, Pepe, Kekistan, fucking hard as fuck. And so I was like, okay, well, that's obvious what they're doing. I cannot be a part of it anymore. So I spoke out against it. And I had, like I said before, I had the opportunity to make a ton of fucking money doing this. Like I was in talks with like very brief beginning talks with Ben from the drunken peasants, but he was telling me about how they were making $5,000 a month each. No, not $5,000 a week each. It's like 20,000 a month. And they were thinking about going on tour. And he was like gauging my interest where I wanted to go on tour with them. And of course I would have to do material that compliments them. And it would be the anti SAW shit. And I thought about it. It was obviously tempting, but then I decided nah, I don't want to be a part of this. I can't be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of helping Trump get elected because I saw very clearly what was going to happen. Well, I, I didn't know Trump was going to elected, but I, I feared. I said publicly, you know, I think you guys are pushing the community and pushing the community to the right, and you have a very, very good chance of having Trump get elected. So I came out and I called people out. I called out, you know, shoe on head for. Uh, helping Lord Southern become more famous, and I caught her out for calling Leslie Jones a, an ugly gorilla in a video that was seen by two million people, you know, and pushing the the skeptic community to the right with all her anti-feminist anti shit. And I called TJ out for making a video saying that uh, Trump was going to push the Repu Republican Party to the left and people should vote for Trump. And I called uh, Armor Skeptic out for saying that Antifa violence was more... Uh, dangerous than white supremacy violence, which was basically just a whitewashing of white supremacy violence. And I caught him out for uh, supporting Jordan Peterson's lies about Bill C-16, which incredibly hurt the trans community and helped push the community more to the right. And uh, I just, I called them all out, right? I, one after the other, I called them all out for being part of what I call back then the alt-right, but what would be considered today the alt-light. Back in the day, back three years ago, like people like Paul Joseph Watson was calling themselves alt-right, and it wasn't considered 
a racist thing. It was just like the new buzzword that all the right wing people were calling themselves because, you know, they want to be a part of a big group and it's real popular. So, uh, I call them the alt-right, but today they will be called the alt-light. So anyway, um, tons of people started making videos about me, basically shitting on me, lying about me, misrepresenting tweets that I made to uh, basically demonize me and make people not listen to me. You know, they, they said, he's old, don't listen to him because he's old. He's just doing this for attention. He mentions all the time where all he does is start shit with people to get attention. They took some tweets I said out of context to, to start that narrative or, you know, he failed as an anti-SAW, so now he just switched to SAW because he's just trying to make money when I literally don't make anything doing this. You know, I made $18,000 before taxes last year. I'm, you know, broke as shit. But anyway, they just say all this shit just to try to discredit me so nobody will listen to me. And one person after the other made videos about me trying to discredit me and shit on me uh, so people wouldn't listen to me. And when I was exactly telling the fucking truth. And so Shield Head made a video about me. Armor Skeptic made a video about me. TJ made several on the Drunken Peasant show. Uh, Andy Gwarski made a video about me. Baring made a video about me. And Dave Cullen made a video about me. So we're about to get this video. Sorry for the long explanation, the long intro to it. But I've never watched this video before. And he might own me. I'm not about to be... I might about to be getting owned here. You might see me cry, uh, whine a little bit. He might just whoop my fucking ass. But we'll see. It's possible I should have watched this ahead of time. See what because, happened uh, was religion. Because uh, he might wax me. But I ain't particularly afeard of it too much. So we're not going to watch this whole thing. It's 10 minutes long. But uh, let's see. This came from, let's see what year this was. What, what was the time period? All right. December 1st, 2016. So like two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. This is what I had to say. Let's see if I was right. See, what happened was religion got boring to talk about. We pretty much kicked religion's ass, and the YouTube community needed a new foil to attack. And so the YouTubers had to give their audience something else besides religion to fight because it became boring. And so what they chose was social justice warriors and feminists. Aren't you guys tired of the whole social justice warrior thing yet? Hasn't it been done to fucking death yet? Does every goddamn channel in the skeptic community need to talk about fucking social justice warriors and feminists all day long? Is this really what our main fucking focus should be about all the time? I, <laughs> I nailed it. Looks like I was dead on even two and a half years ago. So, uh... Let's say what he has to say that somehow is going to make me not 100% correct at everything I fucking said. Say no! Yes, I know this video is a few weeks old and has already been responded to and rebutted by many people in the skeptic community on YouTube. Yes, it has, hasn't it? It was rebutted by so many people, so successfully. Jeez, they were all so right about this and I was so wrong, weren't they? Hmm. Or were they? Hmm? But I thought I'd specifically address Dusty's concerns about why it's important for us to fight against social justice. Right. Other YouTubers have already explained the absurdity of his connection with skepticism and the alt-right. I won't focus on that area. <laughs> yes, so absurd to suggest there's any connection with the skeptic community and the alt-right alt-light. Holy shit. No connection whatsoever there. Just on why social justice poses an existential threat to Western society oh. at almost every <laughs> level. First of <laughs> Oh god, god damn it. Fuck. I got too excited. I skipped the Dusty, considering you're an atheist YouTuber who regularly denounces the science-denying nature of religious faith claims, okay. it's surprising that you wouldn't acknowledge the very obvious science denial practiced by SJWs. Okay, the science denial practiced by SJWs. Let's see the science denial. Uh, the feminists believe in the patriarchy, all right? They're 
it is a male-dominated society. Most men are in positions of power. So not most men are positions, but most positions of power are filled by men. So that's true. Toxic masculinity is something I cover all the time. That's true. Female oppression, that's something that does exist. The gender pay cap is blown out of proportion, but there are some aspects about it that are true. Rape culture, which I explained before, absolutely does exist. It's true. Affirmative consent, uh, that seems very reasonable. And affirmative action, mixed results, but well-meaning. So what is your problem with this shit? For example, biological reality denial, that gender is a social construct. Biological reality denial. Gender is a social construct. Look at the fucking definition of the word. Let's just, like, all you gotta do is type. Like, you guys know Google exists. Like, I just get so frustrated that people don't even, like, bother to do the very basics amount of research. Gender. Either of the two sexes, especially we consider with reference to social and cultural differences. That's exactly what it's talking about. It's talking about the gender roles. The the social conditioning of fucking gender that's what it's about you know the term is also used more broadly to denote range of identities that do not correspond to established ideas of male and female so yeah you're just you don't know that there's a difference between gender and sex because you might know maybe you know maybe you just don't give a shit or maybe you know that your audience won't actually go look this up or your audience don't doesn't care they think they're the same thing because you're uneducated and your audience is uneducated and they don't bother to research anything that's new and different because new and different things are scary but yes they changed the different they changed the definition of gender where gender no longer means the exact same thing as sex gender is now basically uh a look at the societal roles thrust upon each individual based upon what society uh deems your biological sex to be so anyway Now, denial of empirical fact alone is not necessarily a problem, though as an empirical rationalist, it should nonetheless bother you. Where it becomes a problem is when such irrationality is backed by action. My point in all of this is that there are clearly demonstrable examples of how social justice represents a clear, present, and active danger to the fabric of civilized society. Okay, ooh, girls are rubbing red paint on their face. Oh my god, Western civilization is about to be destroyed. Look at these college kids. Meanwhile, we got fucking Trump in the office who's accelerating climate change, fucking covering for Saudi Arabia as they kill American journalists. Just every evil action you can possibly think of. But no, this is what's destroying Western civilization, isn't it? These red paint women. Society. Christianity simply poses little to no serious threat to free speech or personal autonomy because its more extreme components have been ostensibly neutered. As you rightly point out, however... Um, no. White supremacists, many of which are Christians. Like, we just had a, a major attack, right? And the dude who wrote a manifesto about it, an entire page was Bible verses. He specifically said he did this because of his Christian faith. So, yeah, they're more neutered than they used to be, but to say they're not doing anything is just ridiculous. They're doing more than fucking SJW college students. However, Islam has had no such reformation and remains as theocratic and totalitarian as ever. However, you're failing to recognize the obvious means by which political correctness has contributed to exacerbating the rise of Islamic extremism in the West. Social justice is the activism by which political correctness is enabled. Let- um, no. The extremism in the rest, West that's been increased is white supremacy. I haven't seen any evidence that... Islamic terrorism has increased in the West or that Islamic extremism has increased in the West. Just to the contrary of that, it's, you know, it's the right wing groups that are the extremists right now, it seems like. So it wasn't so much like this two and a half years ago when you made this video, but 
part of what I was talking about in this video was something that happened exactly like I said it was. People like you making right-wing chud videos, pushing people to the right, helped accelerate people to extremism. And that's that's exactly what happened, right? That's what I said. That's what happened. I was right. Keep going. Leftists refuse to permit open discussion of such a hot-button issue and prevent any such honest dialogue even beginning. Uh, we've had this honest dialogue for two and a half years, what, for three years. That's all you guys have fucking talked about. No one is shutting you guys up about it. You guys have done nothing but goddamn talk about social justice warriors constantly. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of videos made on this subject. Who the fuck is shutting you up? You goddamn snowflakes. Like, you fucking goddamn victims, man. Those who attempt to reform the faith or demonstrate the obvious connections in violent behavior and motivational doctrine are labeled racists or Islamophobes. It's funny because this is exactly what they're saying now about the right-wing content they put out. That there's no connection with that and right-wing extremism. That, no man, just because you put out uh, horrific ideas out there doesn't mean that you're making people extremists that doesn't mean that you're hurting people right that's not the way it works you can put whatever you want to out there and what people do with it that's on them you have no responsibility but when it comes to islam suddenly they're completely different on the subject aren't they fucking hypocrites Mainstream media and political establishment are all complicit in this collective delusion, and as a result, the problem is not addressed and only gets worse and not better. Considering you're an atheist and skeptic, you should... Also, it's weird for him to talk about Islam discussing me when I'm one of the most... Like, I literally had to go into hiding for a couple years because of one of my videos that I made about Islam, right? I've spoken out against Islam harder than you have, I'm sure, you know, so... The fact that this is what you've decided to talk about in order as a gotcha on me, talking about how SJW is not the greatest threat on the planet, sort of strange. You should really try to recognize how social justice and the theocracy of political correctness has successfully filled the void left by organized religion. Because social justice warriors are effectively left-wing identitarian authoritarians, oh, they are obsessed with identity politics and victim hierarchy. It is like, all you guys, all you white dudes have done is played the victim constantly. That's all the fuck you've done is played the fucking victim day in and day out, and I like snowflakes, so... This is Ooh, to say, so defining people based upon irrelevant characteristics they had no choice in or control of, such as race, gender, sexuality, or religion. When applied to feminism, social justice... No, it's about understanding that the rest of society treats people a certain way based on the classes that they're in. You know, ignoring that makes you a fucking idiot. You don't have to turn your brain off and pretend like society. Overall, not everybody, not every person, not every black person, but overall society can be uh, discriminatory against black people. You don't have to turn your brain off to see that. You don't have to turn your brain off to see that in many ways society can be discriminatory against gay people and trans people. And black women get it worse than anybody. You know, Understanding what is happening in our society is a good thing. Taking in all the information you have about the groups in your society and then using that information to make decisions about what's happening to those people is a good thing. You don't have to turn your brain off and take everybody as an individual. 
It just doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. And so we recognize that black people have 10x less inherited wealth than white people. And we recognize that the reason this is, a big part of it, is because of the oppression that they've received over hundreds of years. Things like uh, the, the Homestead Act, which many in the uh, middle class, many white people in the middle class can trace their wealth directly back to. You know, the GI Bill, which many black people were barred from being uh, a part of. Many middle class families can trace their wealth directly back to the GI Bill. So things like that redlining over and over and over again, generation after generation after generation, has caused a system right now where black people have 10x less inherited wealth than white people do. And we know from the studies they've done that show that one of the greatest indicators of future success is how wealthy your family is, how much money the family you start off in is. So the system right off the bat is not fucking fair. It does not give everybody equal opportunity to succeed. And the fact that we recognize that we realize that when we take that into account when we make our decisions about how we want our society to be set up does not make us fucking SJWs in identity politics. It just makes us rational people who have examined the world and have taken it in and are using that information to try to make it better for everybody. So you're just whiny, snowflake crybabies, exactly the same people you complain about. And I'm done listening to you for now. Let's move on from that dude. All right, what else we got? Uh... Okay. So TJ, got to talk about TJ now. He made a video about transgender women in sports. He finally jumped into this fucking soiree. Uh, decided to jump in the Thunderdome and battle it out with the rest of us. And man, uh, the video was very frustrating because uh, most of the video wasn't even about transgender women in sports. It's a 40-minute video. Probably about 25 minutes of it is about him talking about the skeptic community and his role in it. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and I disagree with a lot of what he said in the beginning of the video. So much of it was just trash. But I think he was very correct at the end of the video in a lot of what he said. So I'm going to kind of cover what he says in the video a little bit. And I responded, I'm sure I had nothing to do with this video at all. And obviously this video was done because uh, I, I pulled him into this issue. And I think he's taken a lot of shit from his stances on uh, trans people and non-binary people and the fact that he made that last video where he kind of decided to take shot at certain non-binary people and shit on them some to add to the uh, atmosphere of trans and anti-SJW hate that uh, he helped create. So... Anyway, we're going to take a little bit of a look at this video. Like I said, the beginning of it, I disagree with him on it, but it, it was interesting what he says. Um, he pretty much admits at the beginning that he is the one that created the anti-SJW community. We're good with he, this. We're good with this decision. I'm comfortable with okay. my artistic... Yeah, hush for a second. Um, which is something I've said lots of time. Him and Thunderfoot, they're the ones that helped uh, create this virus of anti-SJWism. Um, so he basically spends the first part of the video explaining that he helped create it, and then, but he says that it kind of got taken over by right-wing idiots, kind of got taken over by conservatives, and he had nothing to do with that. His claim is that, yes, he started attacking feminists and stuff, but his uh, critique of them was rational and fair, and he wasn't part of this... Uh, right-wing strain that basically was less honest about things and was more of an outrage mob. And uh, so he's not to be blamed for what the SJW community or the anti-SJW community turned into, even though he created it and he doesn't consider himself a part of it anymore. Um, I agree with that some, but here's where I disagree with him about this. Let me see if I can find exactly the part of the video. 
where he's talking about uh, Elevator Gate. Um, he claims that his critique of feminism is actually rational, but it actually isn't. That's the funny thing about it is. Um, I'm going to, if I can find it, maybe this is it. I'm going to show you this video um, where he basically started the whole Elevator Gate thing. Let's see, where is it? Oh, come on, you can find it, Dusty. Live shows, live shows. I should have looked ahead of time and found the exact fucking moment this shit I was looking for is. It's got to be here somewhere. Keep scrolling to the video till you find it. Where the fuck is it? God damn it. Come on. You can do it, Dusty. All right, I'm about to have to skip it, I guess, because I ain't going to find it. Oh, there it is. Okay, so basically... um. He shows this old clip of him attacking uh, Rebecca Watson um, for Elevator Gate. And he's basically like, my critique of feminism was very rational. It was on point. It was fair. But it actually not. If you actually look back at the whole Elevator Gate about how this anti-SJW community got started, even back then, all this was was sniveling brats like TJ trying to find shit to be outraged by. Rebecca Watson's position was not even extreme or, or, or evil feminist in any way whatsoever. Basically, she gave a speech where she was talking about uh, ways where men might want to be more considerate of women in certain situations not to make them feel uncomfortable because they don't really understand what it's like to be a woman and, and sexual assault and harassment is something that m most women have to face sometime in their lives and so men aren't you know uh men need to be more, more educated on this kind of stuff and not behave in certain ways that make women uncomfortable so then some guy goes on an elevator with her and invites her basically when she's trapped in this elevator with him to his room to have coffee his hotel room to have coffee and she very calmly and and like she she wasn't out of line she wasn't emotional or anything just explaining why that she had a problem with this she's like this is exactly what i was talking about the kind of situation that you know if you can help to avoid this type of thing maybe you should it was very reasonable. So I'm about to show you this. I'm about to show you TJ's response to what she says and then her response to it. And then ask yourself, which one of these people are, are rational here? Which one of these are calm and unemotional? And which one of these are just looking for reasons to be outraged and, and uh, are, is actually the one who's wrong here? Let's have a look. Uh, that incident was a Rorschach test that began to split the community in two. And I'll let 2011 TJ explain. Recently, a great example of sexual repression by religion has come to my attention. There was a religious girl, she was attending a conference, and she got into an elevator with an acquaintance of hers, and this acquaintance basically said to her, Hey, you want to come back to my room, get a cup of coffee? And, you know, of course, most people in this situation would just be like, no thanks, and then they go their separate way. But she decided that because of her religious programming, it was appropriate to lambast this guy publicly in a video as a degenerate pervert. Now, you might be wondering what religion this girl belongs to. Well, she happens to be a member of the Church of Radical Atheist Feminism. The response was really fascinating. The response at the conference itself was wonderful. Um, there are a ton of great feminists there, male and female, and also just open-minded people who had maybe never really considered the, um, the way that women are treated in this community. Yeah, that's a good one, ain't it? See how nice and rational she is? Like, she's respectful and nice. It's him that's being all emotional and, you know, verbose and... Uh, it, it, if I had to pick one of these two people to be on their side, it would not be his. It's obvious what happened. It's obvious that back in 2016 or whenever, I guess it was 2011 or I don't know, whatever he said it was. 
Back in the olden days when TJ started the anti-SJW content, they were just looking for shit to be outraged by because religion had got boring and people needed something new to attack and TJ just went out there to look for anything he could blow out of proportion and be a little emotional teenager about. So the fact that he thinks that he started this shit but he was rational and he was doing, you know, for the right reasons from the very beginning, it just shows your, his ego. It's not. You were ridiculous from the whole beginning. Your attack on feminism from, from Jump Street was wrong. And you helped start this fucking crazy trend that helped Trump take and maintain power. That's helped the right take power, you know. And I know you don't want to own up to it, but, you know, you should. You should realize what you've done because you could help undo some of it if you really wanted to. But for some reason, you don't feel like you have any responsibility for it. So anyway, um, I'm going to jump ahead to something else he said at the end. He gets this so wrong and it's so frustrating. What he says here is totally not true. And then what he says is totally true. So it's frustrating because he's, he's like half 100% right and half 100% wrong. So his, here is his take on the whole essence of thoughts, rationality rules, transgender in sports, uh, drama. Here's what he thinks happened, and he's wrong about it. Short of complete assent to, to their opinion oh, let me, let me go back to about trans. Let me go to 27. Please send it on fucking over. There we go. Uh, so even when rationality rules admitted that he had been wrong about some of his initial claims about trans athletes, and he gave Essence of Thought, you know, uh, props for, for calling out these points, Essence of Thought was still not satisfied. Anything short of complete assent to, to their opinion is viewed by them as transphobic bigotry. But that's not true at all. See, the problem we had is that his video specifically set up this straw man, this boogeyman, boogie woman, sorry, straw man, where he says, if something is not immediately done about trans women, uh, female sports could be done forever. So he basically set up this very, very transphobic fear-mongering. It was, when you, when you spread fear that's based on nothing about trans people, that's transphobia, that's spreading of fear about trans people. And when you say that all women's sports are going to be destroyed if we don't do something about the trans menace, that's fucking transphobia. That's what we had a problem with. And the fact that he said that he made some mistakes and stuff is fine, but he did not actually address many, many, many of the main problems we have with this video. And that's why we continue to call him out on it. It's not that he has to acquiesce to us in every single way or he's transphobic. No, we just want him to acknowledge what he did and then, you know, make amends for it. It's very simple. So his whole take on this is really, really shitty. He basically uh, shits on essence of thought who's done a pretty good job overall, I think, on this subject. But uh, then what he says after he says this is dead on. So let me play that for you. So let me just recap this for you so we make sure everyone understands. Rationality Rules made a video saying, hey, I think that trans women might have some advantages in athletic competition. Essence of Thought says you're a transphobe for even suggesting that. And that's not what happened. He didn't say you're a transphobe for even suggesting that. He said you're a transphobe for making this straw man argument, declaring that women's sports are going to be destroyed by trans women, and then using all these boogie woman examples of people without giving a fair explanation of who these people are. Like using Laurel Hubbard as this juggernaut who was destroying other women in powerlifting when Laurel, Laurel Hubbard doesn't even compete at the top levels in powerlifting. And at her last meet, she didn't even qualify period she failed to meet any lifts or using this other woman who only competes in 35 and over leagues seniors leagues basically and not explain that to your audience you know that's what we had a problem with his one-sided framing of this entire thing to spread transphobia so tj is just lying about our problems and what happened here to 
I don't know, to frame this whole thing. He's basically trying to play the centrist here because he's about to shit on rationality rules. And so he's trying to make it seem like, see, he was sort of right. So I'm kind of in the center. So when I'm shitting on him, it's okay because I kind of took up for him over here. I, I see the framing he's doing, but it's bullshit. But anyway, he's about to tell the truth. So hit it, TJ. At and pointed out some stuff, and then uh, Rationality Rule says, okay, some of the stuff you pointed out to me actually is valid, and I take back some of the stuff I said in my original video, but here's some other stuff that I still think has merit. So that's what's happened so far. But here's okay. what bothers me about this entire here's fucking trans-athletic debate, and it's something that I'm afraid just can't be gotten around. If you accept that trans women are women then you have no argument for excluding them from sports. Sorry. True. True. You just don't. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I'm kind of taking essence of thought's side on this one. I'm surprised too. You know, as much as I prefer rationality rules as a content creator and probably as a person over essence of thought, he's taking Mediocre. up a position here that I see as fundamentally untenable. Yep. If you say that trans women are not real women then you can make an argument for excluding them on that basis. If you say that trans women are real women, then you should accept that one of the consequences of making that statement and taking that position is that they have every right to compete against other women. And any advantage that they do have, whether it, you can prove that they have it or you can't, and I think that they, pro by the way, just for the record, I think they almost certainly do have advantages in at least some sports, but it just doesn't matter. You just have to chalk those up to circumstances of birth. So basically, you know, I agree with TJ here. He's saying that if you're saying trans women are real, real women, but then you don't want to compete with real women, real women, cis women, in sports, then you're basically just playing lip service, right? Right? You're just patronizing them. You're condescending them. So that was TJ's point. And I totally agree with TJ. Uh, I got to give him props if he's coming out on the right side of an issue. You know, I have to, like, give him a shout out. If I'm going to shit on him for when he does wrong, then I have to pat him on the back for when I agree with him. But uh, that's about to be the end of the patting on the back because we're about to begin shitting on him again. But at least he came around on that issue. At least he's putting himself publicly on the right side of it, in my opinion. So kudos for that, even though I think the rest of your video was pretty lackluster and shitty. I think, yes, you created the anti-SJW anti community in large part. Yes, you helped spread uh, the narrative that SJWs were a major problem in, in, in ways on par with the right as much as being a threat to Western society, which is absolutely ridiculous, and I think that you should own up to it and help fix it. But eh, I can't make you do shit, right? So, uh, yeah, so then today, TJ decides he's going to block every single person on Twitter that is following me. Literally did it. No lie, this happened today. TJ went and blocked all of you motherfuckers. He blocked people that were supporting him on Patreon. Literally blocked people who were sending him money. He blocked people that hate my guts who only follow me to shit on me. Fans of his, he blocked. He basically, I guess, used a block bot like uh, Steve Shives. I guess that's what he did. Blocked all of Dusty's followers because I no longer wish to be exposed to toxic stupidity. So, uh, seems a little snowflake. He needed a safe space, I guess. Needed a safe space for my fans. You guys were bullying TJ. Being mean. You guys better leave TJ alone. He's sensitive and shit. But here's the weird part. He didn't block me. He blocked everybody but fucking me. So basically he blocked anybody who might back me up. 
any of my fan base who might, you know, shit on him or criticize him or give him constructive feedback about anything. Got rid of all them, but still, still I'm there because he wants to spy on me, still wants to be able to see what I'm saying and, and shit on me from time to time, but he doesn't have the, the, the guts, the intestinal fortitude uh, to take the slings and arrows from my audience when he comes and criticizes me. So I don't know, a little bit soft there, but yeah, uh, he's taking a lot of shit for it. Taking a lot of shit. Uh, unsurprisingly, like, let me go here and let me search for blocked by TJ. That was a, something that was sort of trending today. Get off. Fuck you. Search Twitter. Hashtag blocked by TJ. Boom. Let's see how many blocked by TJs we have. It's not going to be that many or anything, but there are some. Let's see. Latest. Boom. Yep. TJ blocked you. I was blocked by TJ. Yep. He was blocked by TJ. Everybody blocked by TJ. TJ blocked him too. TJ's a pussy. TJ blocked this dude. The beautiful self-destruction of TJ Kirk. Oh yeah, blocked by TJ. Y'all know I had to be on that blocked by TJ train. Hell yeah. Pride Punky Perry. So anyway, yeah, he went full Steve Shives. Everybody accuses me of being Steve Shives, right? But uh, TJ has publicly shit on Steve Shives for blocking people. And uh, you don't believe me? Somebody made a video to point it out. Like to hear it? Here it go. Blocked! You're blocked! That's the, the classic Steve Shives maneuver. Blocked! Blocked, yeah. That's another thing about Steve Shives. Even if... You don't know who he is. Even if you've never heard of him before I made this video, he's probably blocked you on Twitter. He probably has. Go see for your fucking self. Go to your Twitter. If you have a Twitter, go to your fucking Twitter. Go to Steve Shives' Twitter. You're blocked. <laughs> blocked. Hypocrite. You're blocked. Hypocrite. Even if you don't know who he is. Even if you've never heard of him never before I made this video, he's atheist. probably blocked you on Twitter. So he just repeats this over and over again as he shows people like, I've never interacted with TJ, don't know anything about him, and yet he blocked me. So... Exactly what he accused Steve Shives of doing. Think you might be a hypocrite, TJ. Don't think this is going to be very good for your career. But do what you got to do, dude, I guess, you know. I clearly got under his skin a little bit. And here you go. At Steve Shives, out amazing atheist. Corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture and this picture. Hmm. Doesn't look like anything to me. Isn't that right? But uh, I wouldn't, like, feel bad about being... Compared to Steve Shives, if I were you, TJ, even though you've shit on Steve Shives for years and years and years, he's actually kind of a nice person and he does good work if you actually watch his videos instead of watching other people's videos about him. Kind of like me. If you actually watch my videos instead of watching other people lie to you about my videos, then, uh, yeah, they're, they're not that bad, really. They're pretty good overall. And um, so then TJ says, if you only follow Dusty because you hate him and want to be unblocked, simply send me a $100 bill with your Twitter written on it, and I will unblock you. Shives, is that you? Not sure they can hear you. Yeah, how are they going to hear you? You blocked him, dude. Like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. But, uh... And so then, objectively subjective? Is that the objectively subjective made a fun little video about TJ and his blocking ways. Let's take a look at it, shall we? Boom. Here's a story yeah. of a man named Dusty. That's me. Who was changing and evolving for the good. Oh boy. He wasn't perfect. 
but he owned his errors, and he loved dogs a bunch. Here's a story of a man named TJ, who was cringy and shitty on his own. He was awful in all ways imaginable, without one principle. Now though one day when Dusty called out TJ, TJ cried and used a blockbot. This was funny and hypocritical and showed us all that TJ sucks. TJ sucks. Yes, TJ sucks. This showed us all just why TJ sucks. All right. Way to go, dude. That was fun. I feel bad though. Like I like I was saying earlier, I do feel bad about TJ obviously having his feelings hurt. But then he responds to me and he says shit like this. Ain't no one scared of your old ass. Annoyed more like it. Uh yeah, no one's scared of me. Then why the fuck did you block every single goddamn one of my followers? It seems like a little bit of fear to me. I mean, that's way beyond annoyed. These people, most of them, never even interacted with you, right? They never talked to you, never tweeted at you, and you blocked them anyway. That kind of sounds fear. I know they always say the same thing. You're old, Dusty. You're so old. Oh, my God. And it's fine. Like, it's, I don't even consider that an insult anymore. That's kind of a compliment. If that's the best thing you can say to try to shit on me, it's like, okay, you're just kind of making fun of yourself, not me. Uh, Keep it up, please. Making me look good. But I I still feel bad. Even though he responds to me like that, I still fucking feel bad. Um, Because, you know. Hello, everyone. I think TJ is kind of sensitive deep down inside and, uh, you know, I don't know. He's, he's a human being just like everybody else is. And I, I feel bad about him feeling like everybody's bullying him or, or ganging up on him and shit. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's because of your actions, man. It's because of what you're doing. I mean, no one forced you to block everybody who followed me. That's just an unforced error on your part. So anyway, we're going to talk about this video from Sean Jen. So we're shitting on TJ, and this is fucking so classic. I'm not going to play the whole video, but if you guys have never seen this video before, I highly recommend it. It's called So About That Amazing Atheist Video. And uh, so basically this entire video is TJ complaining about white racism, about anti-white racism. Oh, it's so tough to be a fucking white man. And so uh, he's trying to convince people that white people are not racist. So he does it by making racist stereotypes and and, uh, impressions of Middle Eastern people and African, like black people from Africa. And uh, it ends in hilarity. So I'm going to play this like this four minute section from Sean and you can watch the whole thing for yourself. It's really, really amazing. My estimates anyway. So let's watch the rest of TJ's response, and fair warning, it's about to get a little weird. Meanwhile, in Middle Eastern society... Hey guys, I may appear female, but I am in fact a non-binary trans person who prefers male pronouns. Behead the infidel! But first, let us rape her to remind her that she is female! African society... Hey guys, I may appear female, but I am in fact a non-binary trans person who prefers male pronouns. She is a witch! She eats a poo-poo! Let's chop her up into pieces! Then burn the pieces! So, it'd be easy to just dismiss that bit as nothing but lazy racist jokes made by a lazy racist man. Because that's what it was. Uh, But let's talk about it anyway. So first off, I'm white. And if I were trying to disprove that all white people were racist, my first priority 
would be to ensure that while I was arguing my case, I didn't start doing a bunch of racist impressions. TJ really fell at the first hurdle there. So I've been making videos for a while now, and one thing that happens is you start to notice certain things in other people's videos that maybe you didn't pay attention to before. You know, for instance, before I went through the process of making videos myself, I never used to notice or think about stray frames. And there's one earlier in TJ's video. It's right here. And that happens when you make a cut at the wrong time and accidentally leave in one or two frames that shouldn't be there. And I'm certainly guilty of that too. And I'm also thinking more about how certain visuals are created. You know, for those of you that don't make videos, I want you to go through the process of how you'd go about creating this image. So let's think it through, okay? You're a lazy racist, and you want to do a lazy racist impression of some African men. Now, first things first, you need a photograph of some African men. So what do you do? You go to Google Image Search, you type in African men, and it's right there. And I'm not kidding, when I decided to find this image, it took me approximately four seconds. That's how lazy TJ is. Now, because you're a lazy racist, you don't think, oh, I wonder who these people actually are. Where did this image come from? This is classic. Are the people in the image anything at all like my stereotype? Who cares, right? You just download the image, you shove it in your video, and you're good to go. However, and I realize I have a somewhat monotone voice, but what you're hearing right now is excitement. If we click on the image, we can see where it came from. And excuse my language, it's a fucking screen cap from a YouTube video about stereotypes of African men. I shit you not. We are likable and friendly guys. And we are even on Facebook. <laughs> we are more than a stereotype. Let's change the perception. <laughs> oh, TJ. Hilarious. TJ? You dumb fuck. They're a bunch of university students talking about how they're stereotyped as violent and stupid. And what did you say? She is a witch! She eats at a poo-poo! Oh, Let's chop her up into pieces! Then burn the pieces! <laughs> but you don't really think of us that way, do you? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, I'm sorry, seemingly friendly African man. Apparently, we do think of you that way, because we're racist and too lazy to do even the bare minimum amount of research. Maybe making fun of TJ is shooting fish in a barrel. He's a joke. Obviously. I get it. But the person who told me to- Anyway. Hilarious. That is just so funny. That is classic TJ. Gonna fucking make racial stereotypes about people from a video about how they don't want to have racial stereotypes made about them. Oh god, TJ. But anyway, uh, what you guys think about that? Let me know in the fucking chat. I go back through at the end of every show and I read all you guys' chat messages in the, uh, in the side over there. So be sure to let me know what you think of TJ in that video from Sean. Hilarious, hilarious stuff. And uh, 
Steven Crowder, what a comedic genius this guy is. Conservative comedy is just top fucking shelf. Steven Crowder would be like, if a feminist is raped in the forest and no one is around to hear it, is she still heinously unattractive? <laughs> Get it? It's okay if you rape feminists because they're ugly. They're all ugly. Every one of them are heinously ugly. And so jokes about raping them are funny because they're feminists. Who cares? <laughs> this guy makes millions of dollars a year literally because of this recent controversy he just gained like another three million subscribers this is what our society rewards over and over again don't kill yourself folks i know it's very depressing i know to think that these shitheads who have no understanding of even the basics of comedy have people that worship them and think that they're comedic geniuses but just kind of got to accept it and uh speaking of comedic genius of Steven Crowder doesn't get any better than this. This is definitely not a hacky, old, outdated stereotype that should have been retired a hundred years ago, is it? Let's have a look, shall we? Of China. Oh, yeah. Definitely not cringy racist at all. Man, just seriously. It's like... I was better than this in junior high. Like, even my junior high level of jokes, my eighth grade level of jokes are better than this dude. It's just, it's not that I'm offended. I'm not offended because it's racist. I'm offended because it's hacky. Because as a comedian, this is like the most simplest, childish joke you could possibly think of to do. It is the most bottom of the barrel, easy, easy, easy shit. And, and it's just insulting. It's insulting to my intelligence. And uh, it gets even worse. This is the kind of material this motherfucker is putting on his show. Like, seriously. I'm trying to find words to use instead of cringe, but, like, what is a better word to use for this than cringe? Someone please help me out. Help me find something that's better than this for cringe. You compare black people to a monkey eating a banana? That's up! So hilarious. You compare black people to a monkey eating a banana? That's fucked up, says the Asian man cooking a dog. <laughs> so many racist stereotypes. Isn't it hilarious? See, they reference one racist stereotype by doing another racist stereotype. Now that's layered comedy, folks. It just don't get no better than that. That's a thinker right there. You really have to go, hmm, wow. I learned something new from Crowder's comedy. It's funny because it's true. No, it's just... So what word should I use instead of cringe? I've been thinking of a few that I can replace the word cringe with. Like, uh, my favorite so far is suboptimal. This video is suboptimal. What do you think? How about unhelpful? Putting out shitty videos like this that do nothing but further perpetuate racist stereotypes is unhelpful. How about uh, not amazing? Steven Crowder putting out this racist bullshit is not amazing. I don't know. Cringe. Cringe sounds better to me, but I'm trying to stop using that as a crutch so much. And, uh, so I guess we'll finish up with the Steven Crowder stuff before I read more of the Super Chats. But get in your Super Chats, please. More Super Chats. I'm about to read those. But, um, so Steven Crowder went on Fox News, and uh, he's done this before. He's been repeatedly going in public and lying about how he was attacked. 
he was sucker punched by this union guy out of the blue because, you know, lefties, they fucking hate freedom of speech and they're all violent and shit. And, and uh, Crowder is really just a victim if you think about it. So he basically put out this edited video that shows him getting sucker punched. But it turns out Crowder is a lying piece of shit. And when you watch the fully unedited video, it becomes obvious why he edited it. It looks to me like Steven Crowder attacks this guy, edits out the part where he attacks the guy, and then cues it up to the point where the guy punches him to make it look like Steven Crowder was the victim. Vic Berger took him to task for this. And this is not actually the video I wanted. I want to see if I can find the video I want. Mm. Shit. Let's see if I can find it. I thought this was it, but this is the short. There's two videos. One is the short version and one is the longer version. Yeah, this is the version. In one version, he turns to the camera guy and he says, let's do this. And then, here we go. Here's the longer version. All right. Yeah, Vic Berger did a great job. This minute is 3 minutes and 22 seconds. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the whole thing because I, I think it's important just to show you exactly what a lying piece of shit Stephen Crowder is. And uh, then I'll show you. There's another clip Vic Berger put up where he turns to the cameraman right before he knocks this guy down and says, let's do this. And then the cameraman kind of turns the camera away a little bit to show or to, to basically not show where Steven Crowder apparently pulls this guy to the ground. And then he turns the camera right back in time to see the guy like attack Crowder and defend himself. So let's see Steven Crowder being a lying piece of shit here. Steven joins us now live from Grand Rapids. Good morning to you. Uh, I guess the obvious question is, are you OK and how are you feeling? Thank you. Well, you know, I am uh, I'm underrested, overworked, overtrained, and, and still tough enough to take this punk's best punch, You're so, so I tough. can't complain. You're I've so never tough. seen an angry mob uh, filled with vitriolic hatred quite like these people. I don't know if you've even been reading uh, uh, online. I deserved it. I deserved it I because I, I have no, no business being there. I truly believe that if I would have defended myself, they would have torn me apart. They would have killed me where I stood. Get the f*** out of my face! Don't tear down the tent! Get the f*** out of my face! You hurt a lady in there! You're addressing me! So basically, he turns to his cameraman, he says, let's do this. And this is what it appears like. There's no video of this, but this is what it appears that happens. It appears that he turns to the cameraman and says, let's do this. And the cameraman turns to the camera and he grabs this guy's arm or something and he pulls the guy to the ground. And then the guy jumps up and defends himself from Crowder and Crowder acts like he was attacked out of nowhere. What are you doing? 
So the guy's on the ground now. I guess it's just part of the video that's loading there. And then he gets up. So the guy's thrown to the ground. Like, he gets up, and it's clear that he thinks Steven Crowder threw him to the ground. Now, you can't see how he actually got thrown to the ground. Maybe somebody else did it, and he thought Steven Crowder did it. I have no idea, but one thing's for sure. He definitely thinks Steven Crowder did it. And uh, the way that it's edited makes Steven Crowder look guilty as fuck. Why did he edit that out if he didn't do it? So, we'll watch the whole thing again. It looks like he's throwing the guy to the ground right there. There he's doing something, and the guy's falling to the ground right in front of it. It looks like he grabbed him by the cuff or something and threw him to the ground. And the guy's on the ground. And so the guy's on the ground, and the first thing he does when he gets up, he's like, Steven Crowder did this. So, yeah, Steven Crowder is just a fucking lying piece of shit. Like, seriously, these guys, they're so shady. Like, Blair White went public not long ago saying, she didn't name any names, but she said that several of the people inside the uh, right-wing community that she's talked to admitted to her that they fake stuff like this in order to get attention. And they do. They fake this stuff so much. So much of the shit that they've invented about SJWs over the last couple years has been outright fucking manufactured. Either they take things out of context, or they outright lie, or they make it up and manufacture it. It's just, they've been caught time after time after time doing this. And so here's a clip. Right before he grabs the guy and drags the guy to the ground, he apparently, it looks like he leans over to his camera guy and says, let's do this right before he does it. So, we'll see if you guys agree that this is what's happening here. So it looks like he says Hard to tell. I mean, if it didn't have the fucking text up there saying, let's do this, I probably would have known that's what he said. So I don't know if that's good enough evidence for that. I will admit that I am not convinced by that particular evidence. But very possible, very, very, very possible he grabbed that guy and dragged him to the ground. At least that's what the guy thought. And uh, he, you know, manufactured the whole thing to paint himself as the victim, to paint the left as violent. And that's what these people do over and over and over again. And uh, this is very important to remember because this is going to come up again in a second. Uh, this is a theme of today's show. We're going to see uh, about people, about people on the right faking attacks on themselves to blame the left on. But first off, let's read the Super Chats. Super Chats! Yep. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? Okay. Supreme King, Hey, Dusty. Hey, Supreme King. How's it going? Four ninety nine. What going on, man? What's going on, dude? Oh, yeah. I figured that out last time. What's going on? I sounded it out. Uh, that aside, any thought on Trump wanting to put Bibles in schools? I am so shocked that Trump wants to put Bibles in schools. I hadn't actually heard this, but uh, hopefully he will get fault tooth and nail on it because that's absolutely not something that should happen. Uh, da -da -da -da. I missed the angry cussing dusty videos. Yeah, I'm growing up a little bit. I'm trying to be more respectful and uh, trying to word things in a way that is more beneficial to society and doesn't just 
attract the lowest common denominator. So I'm working to improve myself. But yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Rave doing $5. TJ blocking people who never interacted with him shows that he is the snowflake trying to carve out his own safe space. Yes, absolutely. That's about as safe space as it gets, right? You know, blocking people who have never even fucking said a word to you. I literally have zero people blocked or muted on Facebook or Twitter. I take you guys shit all day long, every day, and I've done it for 10 years. There has not been a single day in the fucking past 10 years I've done my channel where people have not shit on me from the moment I wake to the moment I go to sleep at night. All day fucking every day, and I will drink that shit in like a milkshake. That's just delicious to me because, like, when you're getting flack, you're over the target, right? I don't worry about that shit. And also, like, a lot of the shit I take is constructive criticism. A lot of the things I do are wrong and dumb because I'm a flawed monkey man, right? And so I need people to set me straight. You know, I need people to guide my ship sometimes. And if you block them all out and don't listen to them, then how are you ever going to grow as a person? So I don't know. I think people's data, even when they disagree with me, is very valuable because it kind of shows you what people are thinking about you, why they're thinking about, about you like that, and uh, how to course correct. So you're doing yourself a disservice, TJ, by eliminating that data from your mind. But... Good. Go ahead. Do it. You know, you're, you're only uh, hurting yourself. Decoy Sheep, $10. Wow. When you're right, you're right. Take my money. All right. Well, dude, thank you, Decoy Sheep. That's very, very kind of you. Appreciate that. H.S. Ross, $10 Canadian. I know you said you don't want fans who use the word cuck ironically, but what about saying that broke right-wingers are being cucked by big corporations? The analogy seems to fit right there. Yeah, the, the, I, I still don't like that word. The, the, um, the modern use of the word cuck is actually racist. It really is. Now people are like, Dusty, that's ridiculous. You don't have to be, you can be fucking black and be a cuck. A cuck doesn't have anything to do with race whatsoever. You know, cuck is a word that came from the word, you know, cucko, that is about birds. And uh, it's a word that's been around for, you know, I don't know, a thousand years or whatever. And it has nothing to do with race whatsoever. I get that. Okay. That's what you're doing is a fallacy though, called the genetic fallacy. Uh, Words change, the definitions change, and they're used in different contexts. And the current context of the word cuck was started on 4chan as an insult uh, for people who like watching interracial porn and, and, and whatnot. Basically, they're saying, you're such a fucking cuck, which the reason it's such a bad insult is because the idea behind it is that you're so pathetic, you would let a black man sleep with your woman, which is... To these people, to these races, that's the lowest you can possibly get to letting a black man who they see as subhuman have sex with your woman. You're like beneath an animal to them. That's what the racists use that insult as. And uh, that's the way the, the insult cut got, got it start in the in like it got popularized in that way on 4chan. And that's how it started getting used again. Um, like it wasn't like a huge insult used against people for hundreds of years. And then suddenly it became very popular because of this reason. So it's the racist roots of this word, uh, and, and the modern use of it that I have a problem with and I don't really feel comfortable using it. And I just think it's silly anyway. It's, it's, it's overused. I prefer to be slightly more original, but thank you for that. Ddog215, $5. He says that the anti-SW channels aren't alt-right, but he himself has pushed a great replacement. I guess you're talking about uh, Paul Joseph Watson, and yes, Paul Joseph Watson has pushed Great Replacement, White Genocide, Conspiracy Theories. A lot of his content is either directly lying, misleading, or cherry-picking to make Muslims and immigrants look bad on purpose in order to spread hatred and fear towards them um, to his audience, which contains lots and lots of unstable people who are going out there and acting on his lies and misinformation and committing violence, which uh, it's not amazing. Suboptimal, in my opinion. Love you, Dusty. Positive vibes. Positive vibes to you, Valley Athlete. 
Very kind. Appreciate that. Rave doing $5. Theocracy of political correctness is a complete contradiction. Also, everyone deals in identity politics. Yeah, for real. Like this, that Dave, uh, what is his name? Dave, I can't even remember what the fuck his name is. Um, but he's like a, a tradcon now, a Christian tradcon. Like Christians are the largest group of identity politics in the world, right? Pretty much. So to think that he's not involved in identity politics is just absolutely ridiculous. It shows the cognitive dissonance they're working with. And DDoc2015 says, does our inherited social behavior mean that any form of identity politics is human nature? Yes. Yeah, our tribal nature makes it like that. Uh, and identity politics is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not bad to recognize the different trends in our society and how our society treats other people based on tribalism uh, and use that knowledge to help inform your decisions. That's the logical way to be, in my opinion. So thank you for that. $2, Rave Dubin. Dusty, you need a producer for all the prep work? Yeah, but... We all know how it turned out last time I had to try to get a producer, so I just need to do this stuff by myself. I'm doing pretty good overall, I think. I mean, for a three-hour show, doing it all by myself, I'm keeping it running pretty smoothly, all things considered. So, appreciate that. Jason, eh, no, missed. John Baker, $2, gave me some Chinese text. I don't speak that, but a a schooner is a sailboat. Did I say schooner instead of Laura Schumer? Not surprised. I say a lot of words wrong. I also say, like, I know that it's the Koch brothers. I know that's how you pronounce it, but I say Koch brothers because I think it's funny. I think it's funny to pronounce things wrong sometimes, and so I do it on purpose just because it's an inside joke. So, anyway, thank you for that. Jason Ashby, $20 Canadian. Thank you for that. Hello from Florida. Hello. Oh, from the Florida of Canada. Okay. Southwest Ontario. Dusty, may I please have your email address? It's cultofdusty2 at gmail.com. That is cultofdusty, the number two, at gmail.com. I don't Twitter, Facebook, and would like to contact you. Amazing Atheist, do the dishes once in a while. That's right, Amazing Atheist, do those dishes. Appreciate it, Jason Aspie. I look forward to hearing from you. DDoc2015, disgusting? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure it was disgusting. I think I sometimes say disgusting instead of disgusting. Brain fart. It's hard to do a show. Words are hard. Three hours of talking, dude. It's like doing a concert, like running a marathon. After I do these shows, I'm fucking exhausted. I like lay down and fucking smoke weed and just relax the rest of the night. Hope you guys appreciate this. Natalie T, $5. My right-wing friends all love low-effort cringe comedy. How do you fight bad taste? Uh, just make fun of them for it, I guess. You know, maybe give them something better, more highbrow. Hope that they come around. I don't know. Mocking seems to work pretty well, so that's what I'm going for. $2 from D-Dog. Even TJ called him out for this. Yep, I guess you're talking about rationality rules, I'm assuming. And yep, even TJ called out rationality rules, so... Good that TJ is on the right side of this issue for a change. When so many, so many others in the skeptic community took the exact wrong side, they showed their true colors. Surprising that TJ had a halfway decent take. Hypatia gave me $20. Thank you, Hypatia. That was very kind of you. Everyone should watch Eric Klopper's circumcision presentation. It will completely blow your mind. I don't know what that is, and that sounds fucking awful. But you gave me $20, so I'm going to say, yes, everybody go out there and watch Eric Klopper's circumcision presentation. Don't know what that's about. That sounds like nightmare fuel, but go for it. Thank you, Hapasha. And a darn from Alfredo Gonzalez. Like your use of the word cringe. It usually applies. Yep, it works really well. It's hard to stop using it when it's such a versatile word that works in pretty much every situation I put it in. So, I don't know. So, anyway, on with the show. More Super Chats, please. I need more Super Chats. We got about another, uh, guess that. Another hour of the show. Let's see how far we are into the show now. I don't have any videos tonight, folks. I didn't find any good videos this week. But I do have still have about, uh, still only about halfway through the show. So we got another solid 
hour to 90 minutes. So let's go ahead and continue. So I kind of hate to talk about Milo too much because Milo is just an attention whore and I can't stand attention whores. You guys know me. I try to avoid drama at all the costs. You know, I don't like attention myself. I hate calling people out. But it's funny. So uh, I thought I would do it. This is the big drama going on today. You guys might have seen my video that I did about Milo calling for a new American violent civil war in this country because he got banned from Facebook. That happened. And uh, then he released a bunch of private messages that he sent to Dave Rubin in an attempt to shit on Dave Rubin and make Dave Rubin look bad. It didn't really make Dave Rubin look bad. It just made Milo look kind of uh, emotional. But Dave Rubin, or Milo was like on this scorched earth, this scorched earth, this scorched earth trip right now where he's basically lashing out at everybody. And so uh, he just released a long, long, long ass article that everybody is talking about today. And it's basically how there's these two, uh, I guess they're gay guys. I don't know if they're brothers or not. I can't remember. I, I guess they're not brothers. It doesn't say. But anyway, I guess they're documentary filmmakers. And they have been taking right-wing uh, pundits for a ride and conning them out of money and doing a bunch of shady shit. And they have ties to Lauren Southern. And so uh, Milo's out there shitting on Lauren Southern, claiming Lauren Southern is having sex with people in order to pay them for doing ghostwriting for her, stuff like that, which is just bizarre. I, I don't believe it. Like, I think it sounds uh, far-fetched. But anyway, I'm going to read you the highlights of his big old article he put out. And I'm just going to say that this is Milo, so everything he says should be taken with a giant fucking grain of salt. I'm only covering this because it's funny to watch the right eat each other. You know, it, I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to cover this, and there's a part of me that wants to, like, pour gasoline all the fuck over it and just stand back and watch the beautiful bonfire so that's what i decided to do folks i'm just gonna light a match and pour gasoline all over this shit so this is uh milo's story dangerous hide it say where to the klepto queens of the british far right milo snuffleupagus two gay video producers stole tens of thousands of dollars from tony robertson to fund shopping sprees lavish dinners and champagne fuel parties and london's most expensive zip codes say a string of witnesses they endangered conservative celebrities by leaking security information to antifa and worked with progressive journalists to cook up damaging stories about right-wing media figures former colleagues say their boss lauren southern knew about everything they were doing and encouraged them oh shit drama starting to throw some fucking mud aren't they and here are the uh talking points of the article number one stole bitcoins worth twenty thousand dollars from tommy robinson while the activist was in jail to fund their jet set lifestyle two booked a luxury airbnb and bought six bottles worth of dom Perignon champagne on tommy robinson's wife's credit card three swapped camera equipment worth thousands of dollars for secondhand models they found on ebay four worked with hope not hate an antifa affiliated far-left organization for years Next, defrauded Alex Jones with inflated expense claims. Risked the life of Tommy Robinson by sharing his location with Hope Not Hate. And this is one of the things that we see over and over again with these right-wing shitheads. They basically fake attacks on themselves. And like in this case, they're claiming that they gave Antifa the information about where these people would be because they wanted Antifa to show up and protest them. So then they could use it as an excuse for, look, Antifa's violence and they're hate-filled and we're the free speech warriors who are they're trying to shut down because they hate our free speech and that's how they're, their whole grift the entire grift is upsetting people so they can play the snowflake victims hopefully you guys can see through this that's exactly like i said what crowder did what i just showed you that's what these guys are doing that's what um 
Blair White accused people of doing. And I'm about to show in a minute where I think Blair White actually like faked that attack on herself, did exactly the same thing. So keep all this in mind. This is a recurring theme with these right-wing dudes. Um, Risk the life of Gavin McGinnis by sharing his travel itinerary, itinerary with the same group. So they're doing it again. They're trying to get Antifa to come protest these guys so they can get footage of it and play the victims. Circulated a fake email leak about Milo Snuffleupagus doxing his husband while being paid by Snuffleupagus' tour operator for PR work. Defrauded Lauren Southern with inflated invoices while being paid by her to produce a documentary. Defrauded rental companies by failing to return equipment and returning inferior models and broken units. Made fake rape claims against the far-left activists. Bragged about having TV shows canceled with bogus suicide threats. Doctored their clients' videos to embarrass them, including pitch-shifting male voices upwards. Gloating about their exploits while showing far-left activists with gifts, food, and drinks at London's most expensive hotels. Paid for by the conservatives they were working with. Shared their misdeeds with Lauren Southern, who laughed and egged them on. Disavowed Southern and Robinson when we challenged them about their crimes. Claimed they'd been radicalized by the far-right online so anyway that's the tea being spilled by milo and all this shit i don't know how much of this is true or not i believe very little of it until there is more evidence to back it up but it's just funny to see them eat each other and uh rational disconnect says what a coincidence as soon as this fucking happened Lauren Southern says, farewell. I've enjoyed this all greatly, but it's time to start a new chapter in my life. Thank you all to my incredible colleagues who I'll be cheering on in the fight for truth and my wonderful supporters who made all I've done possible. So, yeah, basically, this comes out and Lauren Southern retires from the Internet. Like, I think she had a heads up about this. and A lot of people think this had a lot to do with the reason that she retired from the Internet. And one week later, yep, the story came out one week after she retired. So a lot of people speculating the two things are connected. And like I said, in this article, he claims that... She offered sex in exchange for ghostwriting and other favors from right-wing goons. So they're trying hard as shit to slam Lauren Southern, to slam anybody they can think of to get attention on themselves. Like, I'm no fan of Lauren Southern. It could be true. I have no idea. But until I see evidence of it, I'm not going to believe it. But uh, Laura Loomer, who you guys might remember I did a video about who threatened suicide and then got $90,000 from her supporters after threatening suicide because she got banned from Facebook. Totally crazy bitch. Anyway, she's on this program called Telegram, and she's also spilling the tea. She hates Lauren Southern, and she wants fucking everybody in the goddamn world to know how much she hates Lauren Southern. They're all eating each other and freaking out. She said, I've always said Lauren Southern was a lying whore. All of the trad life stuff was nonsense. All of the women who made videos about getting married and not being promiscuous are some of the most sexually promiscuous, hypocritical sluts you'll ever meet in your life. I remember how much grief I got for once tweeting that the trad thoughts were liars and they falsely accused me of rape and encouraged the alt-right to viciously harass me and work to malign me on the right for over a year. I remember when Lauren used to retweet memes about my face and make fun of me in private chats because I got a nose job. I'm also told it was Lauren who helped spread fake rumors about me having a sex tape, an accusation that's entirely false. I also, I was also, no shit, I was always honest about getting a nose job and have always been honest about my lifestyle. I also write and create all of my own content. Lauren can't say the same. From what I'm told, Lauren Southern got a nose job too in the New York in in New York City about a year ago. I mean, like, you guys remember high school? You oughta, because you never left it. Like, high school literally never ended. Life is still fucking high school. That's what I find. The older I get, the more I realize that life is still high school. This is the same woman who on Thanksgiving called me while she was drunk in London. 
with her friends who asked me, why did you get plastic surgery to look like Southern? I would never want to be anything like her. I'd never want to be that insecure to point where I had to attack others for the very thing I'm doing. My public position is my private position. I don't pretend to be someone I'm not when the cameras are off. But she would never be honest about the things she did to me and the lies she spewed about me, just like she wasn't honest about having casual sex as Milo documents while attacking women on the internet for having casual sex. Might I add, it takes a certain kind of evil to falsely accuse me of being Harvey Weinstein with a vagina while you're blowing every male influencer on the right for content. Or as Milo called it, sex for ghostwriting. Ooh-wee! You're getting juicy as fuck! I will never forget the things some of these people did to me and how they made me feel. In life, you can move on, but you never forget. Holy shit, man. These are some bitter motherfuckers, ain't they? They got some bad, bad feelings between each other. They all feel betrayed. I guess they all figured they'd have each other's back through thick and thin, and then when the going got tough, their friends bailed on them, and they ain't taking it well. And anyway, uh, here's another tweet. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically she's just talking about how I never tried to hide the fact that I had a nose job, unlike that slut, Lauren Southern. Yeah, both of you seem like kind of hypocrites to me, dude. Don't know, but it's fun watching them melt down. It's fun watching the right eat each other, especially after they continuously accuse the left of eating themselves. And uh, Paul Joseph Watson thinks this article is delectable. Wow, quite the comeback article from Milo. Is this the real reason why a certain someone retired? Say farewell to the klepto queens of the British far right. That's right, but Paul Joseph Watson has a history of saying something. Hmm, what is that thing he always says? Oh, yeah. Delectable when they eat their own. Jimmy Kendall under fire from hurling homophobic slurs. And then, yeah, you have a history of saying it. Funny when they eat their own. Yeah, you guys are eating your own, aren't you? It's the right eating their own. Love it when SJWs eat their own. I bet you do. I love it when the right-wing shitheads eat their own. So, butt ponies taste great. Come on, eat them up. And uh, Milo got the big scoop, man. What a comeback from Milo. He's telling the, the real important stuff like this. Robertson's weight gain has been dramatic. That's right, fatty. Good Lord. What a bunch of catty queens these people are, aren't they? You're so fat. Look how fat you got. Everybody notices. You fucking fatty fat. Like, damn, dude, come on. This is some childish ass shit, but I'm here for it all week. Hilarious to watch you guys sink to this level. Please keep it up. Shoot it directly into my veins. And uh, Milo is just doing everything he can to try to be relevant again, to try to get attention in any fucking possible way he can. And it's so obvious, obvious and sad. Milo Yiannopoulos named Grand Marshal for Straight Pride Parade because, of course, he was. Why wouldn't you pick a flamboyantly gay dude to be the leader of your Straight Pride Parade? And it's exactly like this. Marilyn Manson now going door to door trying to shock people. We see right through you, Milo. That's all you're trying to do, man. You're just trying everything you can possibly do to upset people and stay relevant and get attention. But it's sad. No one cares about you anymore, Milo. Give it up. Actually, don't give it up. Keep it up. Keep up what you're doing because it's entertaining. And uh, I will be here for it to make fun of you continuously about it. And uh, I think my audience will enjoy that. And so next up, we're going to talk about 
Blair White and how I believe Blair White might have faked the attack on herself. It looks like a year, year and a half ago. This is one of the things that helped her get really popular and famous, too. This went viral. It was seen all over the place, and it was posted in right-wing blogs and websites and shit. And uh, as we've already seen with the two gay brothers who told Antifa where Tommy Robinson was going to be to try to fake an altercation... And as we've seen with uh, Steven Crowder, who looked like he pulled the guy to the ground to make fake an altercation, and uh, Blair White mentioning that people fake stuff all the time like this. And it appears to me that's exactly what she's done here, too. So we're going to take a look at this video where Blair White supposedly oh, was attacked. Boy. And uh, I'm going to go through why I think there's a very good chance she might have staged this entire thing just to get attention for herself. So first of all, what happened was her and her boyfriend decided to go to a anti-Trump rally. And the anti-Trump rally was divided. There were Trump supporters on one side, and there were the anti-Trump supporters on the other side. And the police was doing their, their best to keep them separated. But um, Blair White was just trying to get footage. Now, trying to get footage to make it look like the left are violent and they hate fucking Trump supporters. So she basically crossed the barricade to go over and try to start trouble with the uh, anti-Trump people. And uh, let's see if I can find exactly where that happened. And also, I, I, I'll point out that her boyfriend has a history of like doing prank videos and stuff and working with people who make prank videos. So it appears to me, this is what appears to me, it appears to me that this guy is working with her boyfriend. I don't know if this is true or not. This is all speculation on my part. But even if he's not, what happens here is this. Th these two guys look at each other, sort of, like they're giving each other a symbol or something. And then this guy reaches down when the camera turns. The camera turns away as up by Q. He reaches down, he grabs her hat, and he throws it at another person. Now, the other person is standing over here, does not know what the fuck is going on. He thinks that she has taken her hat off and thrown her hat at him. So he starts stomping on her hat because he thinks that she's just trying to start trouble with him and throwing her hat. So she dives down at his feet to get the hat, and he accidentally steps on her finger and breaks her nail when she dives at it. So the guy didn't do anything wrong. He thinks that he actually he's actually like, what is going on here? I have no idea what's going on. He actually thinks they threw a hat on him, and he's just trying to stomp on the hat. And she jumps down and inadvertently gets stepped on, and they pretend like she's the victim here, and they violently assaulted her. So let's take a look. This is what happens. Now watch this guy, and watch the camera turn, and watch it all. And they're bullshit. What so are they? He kind of leans up, and then as soon as he leans up, the camera turns like he knows what he's going to do. And then he's grabbing her hat right now. And then he's throwing it. So he just grabbed her hat, and he threw it, this guy. And so, and so she runs over so this guy gets the hat thrown at him and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on he's just standing there and he gets a hat thrown at him and so he starts stomping on the hat and she jumps down and basically shoves her hand down under his foot and gets stepped on and then blames the left for, for attacking her basically yep we see guy stomping because you guys threw a hat at him and there you go your me. And he's like, yeah, he has no idea what the hell's going on. He thinks you guys threw your, he said, you threw your hat right at me. Okay. He's not trying to be violent. He thinks that they're fucking with him. So anyway, even if the guy wasn't part of their plant, basically all this is is some dipshit grabbed her hat and threw it. Like I said, if he wasn't part of this hoax that they put together which i think there's a very good chance he might have been but either way 
this is not an example like she used it of being as the left being fucking violent and shit. She literally jumped under the guy's foot and got stepped on. And so then she's standing out here on the street and apparently, according to her, somebody runs up and throws a drink of some type, some kind of alcohol in her face and then runs off. But this looks incredibly fake for several reasons. For one, she doesn't edit here. And she's never explained why this video was edited like it is. She stops the video, and then when she starts it back, the video has jumped ahead a couple seconds for some unknown reason. And then also, the way her boyfriend reacts, her boyfriend is the one filming this, he does not react in the way anybody would actually react if somebody came and threw a drink in your girlfriend's face. It could have been acid. You have no idea what it is. You have no idea what just happened. You would like... You would react differently if somebody if it happened in real life. I think your reaction would be way different. So anyway, let's take a look. Okay. I can't. I can't see where I'm aiming. I know. Just, just keep it aimed like that. Okay. And then when you want to aim it down, you can. Okay. okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I had no idea there was even going to be a protest. First of all, it was like a male feminist came and stomped on my hand. I was trying to get your hat because he threw your hat. He took my hat. Male feminist stomped in my hand. No, you ran in there and you threw your hand under his fucking foot, dude. How are you going to blame him for that? that right off my oh, see there? So, came and threw a drink. Now, the guy doesn't stop filming at all. Oh, oh, my. oh, my God. He doesn't put the camera down. He doesn't go over there and film the person. He doesn't run after the person. It could have been acid. You have no idea what the fuck it is. But he keeps filming. He keeps filming almost like it's fucking planned and stayed. Hey! Hey! Oh, my. It's burning really bad, oh my God. actually. It's the burning so bad. Oh, my. It's burning really bad, oh my God. actually. It's So look, look at this edit they did. So she stops it, and she stops it supposedly to show you the person that threw the drink in her face. That's supposedly the reason that she stopped it. But it's weird, when she starts it back, the person disappears and is way over here. A couple of seconds is missing. Why? Why did she edit it like this? Why did she edit this one or two seconds out? Like, I don't know. Is it because maybe the person got caught on camera, their face, or... I, I don't know. It's very suspicious. But watch. Like... Pause it here, and then I'm going to start it again and watch how it jumps ahead a few seconds. Oh, see? Oh, see that person gone? They disappeared. They're down the road. Why? Why is that edit there? Very strange. Oh, my... Hey! Yep, see how they're way down the road now. Hey! Oh, my... It's burning really bad, oh my God. actually. It's the... burning so bad. Oh, my... Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is horrible acting, in my opinion. Neither one of these people are, are acting in a realistic manner. You have no idea what could have been thrown in your face. It could have been fucking acid. You know, could have been pepper spray. You have no sh no fucking... You would immediately try to find something to wipe it off, go to the bathroom. He would have thrown his camera down, probably, and chased after them, I would think, instead of just filming it all. And, of course, like I said, they edit it. The way the they edited it. Is it on my Babe. face? I'm freaked out <sighs> what it is on my face, Babe. Joey. Is it in my eyes? What? Babe. Babe. My eyes. Babe. They edited it again there. So anyway, this entire thing looks incredibly fucking fake to me. And as we've seen before, these people have a history of doing this. Like I said, a lot of the shit that gets put on SJWs and the left is completely manufactured by the right in order to make money. They are completely fucking shameless grifters in the worst possible way. And I actually was supposed to go on uh, her show at one point. And uh, she messaged me and she asked me to go on her show. And then I basically said, okay, but if I come on, I'm going to ask you about this. I think you faked this footage. I think you faked throwing a drink in your face. I think you faked the old hat thing. And I'm going to call you out on it and talk to you about it. And I never heard, like, I never got on her show. That's for sure. So anyway, that's my thoughts about that. What do you guys think? Real or fake? Real or fake? Not her tits. I'm talking about the drink being thrown in her face. So uh, this is one of the things that got her famous. This is one of the things that went semi-viral. 
And I got to call bullshit on all this stuff because I don't buy it for one fucking second. And uh, so while we're at it, I uh, in my last show on Friday, I was kind of hard on Jacqueline Glenn. And there's a part of me that feels bad about it. Like, I think I do three hours and sometimes I turn it on, turn the camera on and I just say whatever I'm thinking. And sometimes I, I should be slower about things and think things through a little bit more and not be so emotional. And I, I kind of gave up the vibe like I'm her dad. Like, I'm so disappointed in you, I can't believe the route you're going. And I'm not her dad. Like, she has the right to do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Um, I think I probably could have handled it better. I think instead of ex- canceling her, I could have explained exactly why I had a problem with what she was doing. Um, and also, the video she put out was very, very, very similar to a video I put out two years ago called What is Gender and What Isn't? And uh, so... It's kind of hypocritical for me to call her out and, and shit on her for doing something that's very similar to what I do, even though there are some major differences between these two videos that I'm going to explain. But I'm going to take myself to task, and I'm going to explain the problem I actually have with this video I made, uh, what I was thinking when I made it, and the problems I have with it, me and my white ass here. Like, I've had this genetic disorder where I've been solid white since I was about 22 years old. Every male in my family goes to solid white about 22. So when I don't dye my hair, I'm all solid white. So I didn't die in this video. But anyway, um, I'll try to make this as quick as possible. A couple of years ago, I started learning about the difference between gender and sex. Now, I never had very much exposure to these ideas. You know, I grew up in Mississippi around people who are not really trans or gay friendly. And obviously these ideas never came up in my schooling. So I was, you know, never exposed to this stuff before. So about two years ago, when I tried to make these changes to be a better person and I tried to, you know, be more understanding of, uh, people that are different than me, I started trying to listen to them and research the things they were saying, To which is a big part of where I found out that the anti-SAWs were lying and they were cherry-picking and putting out misinformation about what a lot of the things the SJWs were saying. So anyway, uh, as I started learning about gender, I wanted to like tell people. I wanted to tell my audience. And my audience at the time still contained a lot of fucking alt-light, alt-right chuds, anti-SAW chuds. Um, for obvious reasons, that's the kind of the... Uh, the crowd I was attracting. So I, I, I was trying to figure out a way how I could explain what gender was but and reach them at the same time. So I made this video called What is Gender and What Isn't? And it had this uh, thumbnail with this uh, overweight, um, masculine-looking guy. Uh, I, don't, I guess, I don't know what the gender, I don't want to misgender it, but they were in pigtails. And it was just the a traditional picture you would pick if you were trying to make fun of transgender people. And uh, half the video I stand by and half the video I have a problem with and the half the problem I have the video with is at the end where basically I made the exact same video that uh, Jacqueline Glenn and Blair made where I was making fun of the thousand different genders. And basically they're just gender expressions. Um, And so my thought process behind this was like, I can do some good here. I can teach people who don't really understand that gender is not the same thing as sex. I can explain to them about how gender is on a spectrum between masculine and feminine and feminine, and how you can switch back and forth on that spectrum depending on the decisions you choose and how gender is fluid. And um, But I could have done it so much better. Like I wish I would have pointed out in my original video that even though I said I think there's only two genders, that I do think there are probably – I would say three genders because I would think um, – androgyny 
is a gender. Even though I did say that in the video, I would I would stress that more. And I would also stress more that uh, even though there are only two genders normally, according to the definition of gender, it's a social construct. So it's literally, we can make it anything we want to. If we wanted there to be a thousand genders, we could socially construct there to be a thousand genders. Just because, according to the current definition of gender, it's mainly talking about the main two genders that are related to sex doesn't mean that we couldn't make it be about anything we wanted it to be. So that was my point. My point is, even though that there are only two genders, according to the definition, it's a social construct and we could change it if we wanted to. But I was just trying to explain to, to my audience of, of, of shitlords and chuds in a way that they could understand and be more accepting of about how gender has changed, about the definition of gender has changed, and about how understanding about what gender is has changed. And I thought for some reason the best way I could do this is if I added on at the end a part where I'm kind of uh, doing the anti-SAW thing, where I'm still kind of shitting on what I consider to be, or at least at the time, considered to be the silly version of non-binary and trans people who believe in a thousand different genders, and I set out to make fun of them in this video where I... Uh, I went through all the different genders that they have, their, their big list of Twitter genders. Like, Jacqueline Glenn and Blair White went through the exact same list. They talked about the exact same stuff. It was, it was almost like they're plagiarizing me. I'm just kidding, of course, since Jacqueline Glenn has, uh, <laughs> has a history of being accused of plagiarism. And if you, like, take this video and, and her video side by side, it's very similar. But I'm just kidding about that, obviously. This is uh, a... a list that anybody can go out there and find if they want to. But I understand now that all I was doing was I was adding to this atmosphere of SJW hate that has directly affected the trans community. You know, the trans activists and the trans community have been lumped into this SJW category. And so a lot of people have been treating them with disrespect or treating them as jokes and treating all this stuff as jokes because they got all lumped in together. They're just evil SJWs who were trying to make us say silly pronouns and are trying to hate on our free speech. And, you know, they just the bullshit narrative. And I was just helping add to this atmosphere. Now, I did it because I was trying to appeal to my chud audience and trying to do something good and make them have a more nuanced understanding of gender. But I wish I could go back and undo it. But this was two years ago. Um, and doing this exact same material now is way worse than it is doing it back then. And doing this material now with somebody like Blair White, a, uh, a right-wing idiot who has a history of being not, let's just say, not a very big ally to the trans community. She has shit on the trans community repeatedly, even though she's trans herself. She's shit on other trans people. She's been a bully to the trans community. She spread a lot of bad misinformation about the trans community. She absolutely has helped spread hate about the trans community. And being a part of a video about like this in 2019 is pretty shit-tacular, in my opinion. Especially now, how I pointed out over and over and over again, the government is cracking down on trans people like they never have before. Can't even like be a homeless trans person anymore. That's how much they're cracking down on this shit. So it's a time period right now. It was like that two years ago when I made my video too, but it's much, much, much more like this now. We have a much more understanding. Trump has been in office two years, and we have a much better understanding of how he plans on guiding the country and what policies he's going to put in place towards trans people. So it was not acceptable when I did it two years ago, but it's especially not fucking acceptable now. And I wish I would not have done this. I wish I would have left this part of the video off. I wish I would have been better in the other parts of the video. I wish I would have done it better. But, you know, at least I was trying to change. At least I was trying to give everybody a nuanced view of the changing view of gender, especially in the social sciences. I just did it imperfectly in a way I would no longer do. So 
yes, if I'm being honest, my video was very similar to the one Jacqueline Glenn did, and I shit on her for it, and uh, and I kind of apologize a bit for being so hard on her. I should have explained better, I think, and been less emotional about the whole thing, and uh, maybe I could convince her not to be involved in that stuff anymore if I was nicer about it. Or maybe not. You know, maybe being mean and ridiculing is the way to go. I don't know. I'm just doing the best I can. What do you guys think? What is the correct way to go with this? Your opinion matters to me. Let me know. And I guess I'll stop and read a few super chats. Super chats. Let's see what we got. Not very many super chats. Um, sorry, I met TJ called Crowder out. Oh, did he? Okay. I did not see TJ called Crowder out, but good. He should have. TJ is making an effort, I guess. It's just like, I don't know. Half good, half bad. It's frustrating. Hi, Pasha gave me the $5. I bet both Loomer and Southern had sexier noses before their surgery. People should be proud of you and unique. Proud of unique and distinguishing noses. Yeah, true story. I mean, if they feel comfortable about their plastic surgery, that's, that was another thing I said about Jacqueline as I, I, I mentioned her plastic surgery, and that was uncool of me. Like, I, I pointed out how she's changed and how her looks have changed, and that has none of my business. That absolutely is none of my business in any way. I should not have said that. Uh, I withdraw that comment. She is, any plastic surgery she had is totally her fucking business. It is not my place to have an opinion about that or call that out. I should just focus on her policies and what she's saying, her words and her, uh, you know, her statements. Taking it to a superficial level is wrong of me, and I, I need to be better than that. And D-Dog 2015, $2, says, Milo's a self-hating gay. He said so on Rogan. Yep, I can definitely see that. Uh, a, lot, a lot of those guys are the same. A lot of gay people are like that. That's why a lot of them are so uh, homophobic, right? They're self-hating gays. So many of those conservative guys are the same way. They're like a classic. You can just point them out. All right. Shane, give me daughter ninety nine. Most embarrassing sexual encounter. Oh, shit. Okay. One time, I, uh, fuck. So I met this girl on the internet, and I thought, God, she was so beautiful. One of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I just wanted her so bad. I wanted to fucking be with her. So I pursued this girl for like a year, man. Hounded her, pursued her was such a, a chump, really. I, I didn't do it right. Like, I, if I'd have known now, then what I know now, I would have gone on that completely direction. Anyway, so I finally got her attention, and I finally got her to agree to go out with me. She lived in another town. She lived in Nashville, which was a couple hours away from me. So finally, I start driving to Nashville to meet up with her, and I'm going to spend the night there and hang out with her all night, get a hotel room and whatnot. And on the way there, my dumb ass decides to stop and eat a Chinese buffet at this fucking disgusting hole in the wall about halfway between my house and her house. And I got fucking the worst food poisoning of my entire life. And so we have an amazing fucking date, like one of the best goddamn dates of my life. And so we go back to her house, and we put a little mattress on the ground, and we're going to have sex. And, oh, man, she looks so hot. One of the best-looking girls I've ever seen. And she had this tight shirt on, and she was wearing her fucking panties, and I was so into it. And I had diarrhea like I had never had in my entire life because of the food poisoning. It was insane. And I was, like, literally so embarrassed. I didn't want to go to the bathroom and take a shit and stink up her bathroom and whatnot because I was just humiliated. So I basically just sat there and, like, squeezed the diarrhea in the whole time for hours and hours, just sat there there clenching my butt cheeks and trying to squeeze the diarrhea in and I squeezed the diarrhea in so hard that I could not get an erection she was literally giving me a blowjob and it wouldn't get hard and she was trying to put it in and it wouldn't get hard because I was clenching the diarrhea from my butt cheeks so hard could not fucking get that thing to be erect and so she sat there and she sucked on it for a while and then I was just so embarrassed and I was like this ain't gonna happen I'm sorry I'm so sorry I was so embarrassed and then I left it the next day and she never saw me again 
She literally never fucking saw me again, and I don't blame her. I should have just said, damn, man, I got diarrhea really bad, and I should have gone and got rid of it in the toilet and just, you know. I, that would have been far less embarrassing than what actually happened. So anyway, yeah, that's, what, that's my most embarrassing sexual experience. So, uh, you asked. Told you I would not dodge it. And uh, yell thumbnail. Thumbnail! All right, Nuberific, $2. Thank you. More Super Chats, please. We're, uh, let's see, two hours into the show. Got about an hour left. Going to finish it up with some more stories. And, uh, yeah, Charlie Kirk, you might want to talk to your girl. I love how inconsistent these guys are. Here's Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA. This is your daily reminder that it is a mainstream position among 2020 Democrat candidates that domestic terrorists like the Boston bomber deserve the right to vote from prison. The left has become dangerously radical. 2,700 likes, but you might want to talk to your girl, man, because according to Candace Owen, after visiting prison facilities last week and speaking with the inmates, I feel passionately that they should be allowed to vote. I also feel passionately that if they could vote, they would be voting against the left. I will release footage of my interviews with them next week. So, yep, Charlie Kirk, your girl is a dangerous radical. She wants prisoners to vote. And, yeah, sure, they're going to vote for the right. Mm -hmm. And even if they did, is that really something you're bragging about? Hey, look at all these fucking felons, all these horrible, violent criminals. They're going to vote for the right. They love the right. That's how great the right is. The right is so great that inmates want to vote for them. That's a weird flex. Weird flex, dude, totally. And next up, this is about Bunny King. You guys remember Bunny King? Bunny King used to be a thing, but now he hides. But uh, I've literally never even spoken to the guy on my current account. My current account, by the way, is Cult of Dusty One. Cult of Dusty One. Cult of Dusty One on Twitter. Used to be Cult of Dusty, but something happened. Hmm. Someone had me permanently banned, and I had to start over. So Cult of Dusty One. But anyway, never even spoken to Bunny King before, and he blocked me. Because these guys are fucking terrified I'm going to read their tweets and make fun of them on my show. Snowflake as Snowflake gets... That's the tweet that TJ said. No one's scared of you, old man, but eh. I've never even spoken to the guy. Seems like he's afraid of something. And uh, I was feeling very lonely the other night. Uh, any of my bros out there want to play a few games of Striking Vipers X? Anybody want to play a little Striking Vipers? You guys know what that is? <laughs> yeah. Either you get this joke or you don't get this joke. Probably most of you out there are like, what in the fuck are you talking about, Dusty? But then some of you get this joke and you're like, hell yeah, Dusty. I'll play some Striking Vipers. I can't even say it. I'll play some Striking Vipers X with you. Hell yeah. It'll be so sexy. As long as I get to play the girl. I think I'd be a, a kick-ass girl in Striking Vipers X. A little Asian girl. I'd be kick-ass. Anyway, those of you who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, this is uh, an episode of... Black Mirror. Why the mirror got to be black? I don't fucking know. But if you haven't seen it yet, there's a new season of Black Mirror. And there's only like three episodes. And it's really not that good. Miley Cyrus is on one of the episodes. And it's, like I said, not the greatest thing. It's the, by far the worst season. But one of the episodes is about striking Vipers X. So you guys should watch that. And then come back and watch this joke. And then laugh. Because I'm hilarious. And uh, I just want to ensure you guys don't sleep tonight. So here are some pictures of Carl Benjamin without a fucking beard. And, uh, yeah, technology has gone too far, people. They actually have apps out there now that can show you what people look like without beards. It's like Jack Lee Gleason or something or The Sopranos, dude. I don't know. Horrifying. Horrifying. I'm never going to fucking sleep again. 
And uh, don't worry, folks. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, I want more of those pictures. Okay, here you go. Boom, more of them. That's right, folks. Carl Benjamin without a beard. Terrifying. Terrifying. Let's see. Yep. Finger guns. Boom. Oh, there he is. Oh, God. Look at that double chin. I don't know if his, double, his chin is really like that underneath there, but these apps are not kind. And, yeah, there he is again. He with Milo. Boom. These are too fun. And uh, do we have more? Hell, yeah, we have more. What else we got here? Oh, shit. Here's him with the mustache. No way, dude. What in the fuck? Who does he look like? Looks just like somebody. I can't put my finger on it. Who the fuck does he look like? It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know, but damn, dude. Definitely need to shave the beard, dude. I like that look. Little 80s Miami Vice. You go, Carl. So sexy. So sexy, Carl Benjamin. And uh, InfoWars got sued by the creator of Pepe the Frog. You know, the little Keck Frog that... Kekistan took over and turned into an alt-right symbol. Well, apparently they got to pay $15,000 to the creator, which seems like that's kind of a, a penance. They put out a book, and they used Pepe the Frog without paying the guy for the rights to the book. And uh, because this is what Pepe the Frog became, it became just, like, a, like I said, a symbol for right-wing douchebags to spread their right-wing ideology. All of you who are involved in Kekistan are still involved in Kekistan. You're just a part of this fucking cringe shit suboptimal that's what i would call it suboptimal unhelpful that's what keck has been so anyway people like chris raygun helped make that shit popular by using uh pepe the frog to shit on hillary clinton and help trump get elected so thank you chris raygun for that i appreciate that are you anti-shaw goddamn dickheads help these right-wingers get into fucking power and they're just fucking the country in the ass we really, really, really needed to be going the other direction, man. We really, really need to be going in a direction towards universal health care, cleaning up the environment, and we really, really, really are going in the wrong fucking direction in no small part because of you dickheads. So own up to your shit, dude. It's very, very frustrating. And um, this is terrifying. This is sort of terrifying. I'm just going to play the clip, and then I'll comment it after I play the clip. Um, yeah, they're talking about doing this again, folks. They're talking about holy wars. Holy shit. And most recently, and in my opinion, upsettingly, there is this piece as well. Just a few days ago, Teen Vogue released this article, which detailed how to get an abortion if you're a teen without your parents knowing. I honestly find it really, really hard to defend what the West has become sometimes. Just on principle, I think right now, a crusade may be exactly what we need oh shit the christians are calling for a crusade again nothing horrible could come from that could it dude remember the last time we had crusades how wonderful that was what in the absolute fuck dude so what if teens are going to get abortion without their parents permission they're just trying not to have kids they don't want to have their parents might force them to have babies against their will that is not a good thing for society for teenage girls to be having babies that they do not fucking want God damn it, the last thing we need is a crusade. Fuck, these people are scary, right? It's like, she's an Asian girl, but she's kind of leans toward that alt-light, alt-right chuddiness. It's fucking spooky, man. You do know that like you're one of the first people they're going to have kicked out of the ethno state. I mean, I know that she's pretty, so maybe not. I know that a lot of these white nationalists, they like Asian women. So maybe, maybe you can get a pass. But uh, you're not the ideal candidate for the ethno state. Might want to second guess that a little bit. And uh, 
Lindsay Shepard would like your opinion. What is the best course of action when one is being libelously smeared as a white nationalist or white supremacist? Well, I have a third option for you. Maybe don't go on white supremacist show and maybe not spread fears about white genocide and white supremacist propaganda. Maybe try not to do that. People won't call you a white nationalist, white supremacist. I don't know, just a thought. Just a thought, Lindsay Shepard. But yeah, you're mad because you made bad life decisions. People called you out on your bullshit. You know, freedom of speech is not freedom from the consequences of criticism of your actions. People are just criticizing you rightly because, you know, you are helping white supremacy. You are helping make them more popular. You are helping their bad ideas to spread. Uh, and you're a piece of shit and should be called out for it. So cry more, noob. You deserve it. And this one from Spook Person. Oh my God, this is embarrassingly bad. I can't use the word cringe. What cringe? What other word can I use? Embarrassing is a good word. Um, super horrible. Ugh. Oof. But she's trying to go un- undercover to look like her typical SJW so she can, you know, make fun of them and get them to say embarrassing thing in front of the camera. And look at her name. Her name is Gina Telia. <laughs> Gina Telia, get it? It's like Gina Telia, but it's Gina Telia. These people are fucking amazing, aren't they? Comedic geniuses. She should have a Netflix special immediately, okay? Everybody would watch it. Just so embarrassing shit, dude. The fact that she's popular and has absolutely nothing to offer society in any way possible. Just so sad. And uh, this is dead on. Someone that owns dogs and cats. The difference between measuring your dog versus measuring your cat. Night and fucking day. Dog just sits there. Yeah, ooh, I'm a good boy. Yeah, measure my chest. Ooh. I'm a happy little floofy boy. Yep. Okay. Gonna measure me by the links. Good. I just gonna sit down and be a good boy. Thank you, mommy. And you're all done. And now it's time to do the cat. And the cat's like, are you out of your fucking mind, human? It's like, I'm gonna do your neck. Uh, no. No. Get that fucking off. What are you doing? Get that fucking off me. Now I'm gonna do your waist. Uh, no, dude. That's a toy now. This belongs to me now. Let it go, human. Human. Insolent human. You don't even know. I shall kill you, human. Give me that story. Yep, that doesn't happen. Totally different animals. Both have their pros and cons. Cats are actually a lot easier. Cats are a lot more self-sufficient. Dogs take a lot more effort. But dogs do have, like, cuter personalities, and they do love the shit out of you. But at times, dogs are too needy. At least cats will just chill and, you know, make their own lives without having to be up under your ass all day long. But I like them both. Both are good. Both of my babies. And this one's from... uh, Colonel Bat Guano. And, uh, oh, yeah, this is funny. This is why you don't act like a fucking little snot-nosed baby. Because you will be forever known as the guy who threw his baseball helmet into the wall and it backfired and smacked you in the fucking face with it. So let's watch this video. I've done stupid like this shit before, too. Like, I punched walls or, I've like, I, like, uh, threw my keyboard at the wall and broke into bits before. You know, just anger issues. It's so stupid when you do that. Whatever. Get the fuck off. God damn it. I don't want to fucking subscribe to your bullshit. I just want to play this fucking video, USA Today. Are you going to let me play the video or not? I'm about to quit, USA Today. Just play the fucking video, dipshit. All right, here we go. Gap from Brett Gardner. Who was Boom! That right that in his lips. Was Split is open, yeah. Don't act like an emotional little baby. thought it was mad before. You're an overpaid fucking sports star, dude. Let's watch that again. Gap from Brett Gardner. Boom! Yep. Ouch. Yeah. Get it together, dude. Get it together. It was mad before. Handle your problems like an adult. 
some toxic masculinity. I had to throw a little fit. And uh, this one from David Charette. David Charette. People nowadays want a participation trophy for everything. Or push the button that says there should be a straight pride parade. Which is it, folks? Do you need a participation trophy for everything or do you want a straight pride parade? Because literally every parade is a straight pride parade. Every day is White History Month. You don't need fucking a special participation trophy just because other people are doing it, right? Butch up, snowflakes. And this one from Stephen Graham. And uh, speaking of the White Pride Parade, they already had a White Pride Parade. And now we go to live footage from the White Pride Parade they already had. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Come on. Mm. You can do it. This will be so much funnier if this worked. Come on, goddammit. All right, you guys get it. For some reason, gifts don't work very well on here. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, yeah, fuck off then. That was such, such a money content, and I fucking blew it. Oh, well, what you gonna do? I died. All right, Rational Deconnect got one. What you got, Rational Disconnect? He says, I still can't believe that Tim managed to find a hat capable of containing his galaxy brain. I know, right? That beanie. Can you imagine all the brains that dim tools beanie is holding in? And he just got completely fucking shredded by Cody Johnston for some more news. And uh, I'm going to put it on my glasses so I can read this, so don't make fun of me. Boom. Tim Pool says, what did AOC mean by this? Surely she understands the assertions from the left as to what this means, right? Was it just a passive gesture, an accident? Does context even matter? This is so stupid. Like, this is one of the reasons I got in a fight with Ben from the Drunken Peasants. This is the kind of same stupid argument that he was putting forth, like I was explaining, how, yes, context matters. There are certain people that do this, do the okay sign, and the context they do it in is, hey, everything's okay. They have no idea of the other white nationalist context. But then there are people that do it in a context specifically because of the 4chan hoax. And the 4chan hoax, the entire point behind the 4chan hoax was to trick people into believing it was a white supremacy sign. To trick people into believing the people that did it were racist. (laughs) I'm racist. Uh, I'm the one who fooled you. You look stupid. But no, the ones that did this are the ones that look stupid. Trying to trick people into believing that you're racist is like trying to trick people into believing you're a pedophile. It doesn't make them look stupid. It makes you look stupid. But yes, there are different contexts of this, and there are people that are doing this specifically in the context in the context because of the 4chan hoax, and there are people doing it in a completely different context. And this is obvious. Like Anybody that denies this or tries to uh, muddy the waters about this is just being dishonest, right? They are not arguing in good faith and this is what like Ben from the Drunken Peasants was doing like, when I was talking about this he would post uh, pictures of like John Cena doing the okay sign he was like is John Cena a racist <laughs> and I was like god damn dude seriously why are you still being a shitlord about this either you are purposely lying when you know what I'm talking about when you know there's context here and the context is what's important or you're too stupid to understand what I'm saying either way it doesn't make you look good but anyway Temple gets fucking owned by Cody Johnston, who says, I wonder if the gesture is more insidious and telling when coming from people who espouse racist and national ideas. And that post like this obfuscate the fact that there could be underlying meaning behind it and helps people who use it for that purpose. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like some people use it to be okay. I mean, okay, okay. And some people use it because of the 4chan hoax. And some people do it as a dog whistle because of the 4chan hoax to signal other racists. Lots of people are doing it that way. I don't see how you could fucking argue with this fact when people like Richard Spencer are doing it, when tons and tons of fucking people from the alt-right do it, when the fucking mosque shooter are making video, are making, are taking pictures in court of him doing it. You know, 
it's obvious that this is a symbol that's been used by racists to dog whistle to each other. Not always, but sometimes it is used in that context. And to pretend otherwise, you know, you're just being disingenuous. Nobody should take you seriously when you do shit like this. And Cody just calls him out for it. And he goes, LOL, so you agree context is irrelevant and you're implying she's all right. What are you talking about? No, he literally said the opposite. He literally is explaining that the context is the important thing. No, Tam, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. Your reaction and feigned ignorance to this makes it very hard to take you seriously or think you're being honest. You're not being honest. You're not being a good-faced actor here. You're saying exactly the opposite of what he is claiming. You posted an out-of-context photo used in a harassment campaign targeting me, so no, I can see through the sarcasm. No, he did not post that for that reason. You were hanging out with a bunch of right-wing, alt-right, racist shitheads all doing the fucking alt-right sign, and he's calling you out, so explaining to you the context these people are doing it in is something you understand completely. You know who these people are. You know the things they've said. You know the beliefs that they hold and the policies that they have spread, and so you know exactly why they're doing this symbol. You understand the context and you're feigning ignorance and it's transparent. We see right the fuck through it. No, Tim, I posted a photo of actual white nationalists who espouse white nationalist ideas and use that gesture in order to contrast with someone like AOC who doesn't do those things. Your presence in the photo, while interesting, was not the point. Fucking own, dude. And they continue to go. They continue to argue back and forth for a little while. But uh, Tim Pool gets destroyed in every fucking way. A human being can be destroyed by another human being. He has made the woman, he has, well, I don't want to say that, that sounds sexist, god damn it. Got to get out of that mindset, Dusty. I was going to say he was made the bitch by Cody Johnson, but that's all misogynistic, uh, toxic masculine bullshit. So I won't say that at all. I'll just say that he got owned intellectually by Cody Johnson, and I'll leave it at that. I'm trying to get better, folks. I'm a work in progress. Like, I make a lot of mistakes, but I'm, I'm trying to do real-time corrections on them. And, uh, Wendigo? Wendigo says, uh, Evangelist arrested for child sex abuse is still trying to manipulate his victims from jail. You guys might remember my last show. I covered this story. This is about the uh, the pizza place owner, the guy who owned the Christian pizza joint, who played Christian music in his pizza joint and sent out advertisements about how he was all about Christian life and whatnot. And it turned out he was trying to have sex with one of his underage uh, work employees and he was trying to get her to hook up sex with another underage employee. So he's trying to have sex with two underage employees. So anyway... A 39-year-old Alabama pastor in jail for allegedly engaging in sex acts with victims ages 13 to 16 is still in contact with his victims, according to authorities. WBRC reports that Paul Action Bowen, formerly an evangelical religious leader in the community, is trying to manipulate his victims, possibly to talk them out of testifying against him. Get off. The contents of the messages clearly indicate an attempt to influence the victim's feelings and potentially... His testimony. I didn't realize it was a dude he was sleeping with. I thought it was chicks. Okay, good to know. Regardless, these cases and the defendant and to discourage the... uh, Regarding these cases and the defendant and to discourage the victim from cooperating with prosecution of this case, said Itawah County Deputy District Attorney Carol Griffith in a court filing obtained by WBRC. So anyway, shaka, big old Christian guy. Try to influence the underage people he's trying to have sex with. That's what they always do, you fucking dirty dogs. We see right through that shit. And uh, a match animate in heaven. And this is an incredible tale of self-discovery. I actually looked this up to see if this was true or not. And it actually is true. Hard to believe this is true, but it is. I got my first ever gun today. DC9, post pics of your most favorite firearm or the first gun you've ever had. Whatever speaks to you most. P.S. I am a... I'm a flamboyant liberal queer, and 
and my more right friends feel like they have converted me and are ecstatic. Maybe they're right a bit. It's not likely, though, but I'll just let them think that because I love my friends. Yay, you got a gun. What's the worst that could happen, huh? Uh, somebody says, I don't feel confidently about you owning a handgun. And she's like, that's pretty fucked up. I don't know why anyone would feel more confident about you owning one, for instance. It would be one thing if you said you don't feel confident about anyone owning one. In this case, you are very clearly implying that there is something about me which would make it unsafe and that is so incredibly ridiculous. I don't know where to begin, but I guess, first of all, what makes you think that you have the authority to say that someone that passed the background checks to buy a firearm and who immediately registered it and is Asking for safety pointers would be unsafe using a gun. I'm fully expecting any answer you have to be completely offensive and inappropriate and based on wild assumptions, but please continue. I am a responsible adult with guns. What could possibly go wrong with me having this gun? Uh, police road rage leads to arrest after woman shoots at another driver. Yep. This chick literally pulled out her gun and shot it at someone because she got mad. You should not have a gun. They were right. I love that. Just desserts. Anyway, going to read the Super Chats now. Last chance to get to the Super Chats. I only have one more story to cover tonight. One more story, then we're going to end the show. So, Super Chat me. Support the show. Get it in while you still can. Um, Sargon looks like Nick Griffin. Yeah, he does look like Nick Griffin. You're right. That is, maybe that's who I was thinking of. Nick Griffin is, uh, I think that's the guy from Parks and Recreations, right? The guy that plays the manly man. What is his name? Uh, oh, maybe I'm thinking of Nick Overton. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. I think I'm thinking of some, the wrong person. But anyway, yep, uh, it looks weird without a beard. Never shave, Sargon. Tyson Monum, do you drink Crystal Head Vodka? No, I don't drink anymore. I had to quit drinking because I uh, acted ignorant last time I was drunk. And so about... I don't know, six or seven months ago, I was like, I'm not drinking anymore, and I put the alcohol down, and I have not picked it up since. So, cold turkey. That's the way I like it. d 2015, red flag from gun owners using guns as props. Yeah, I heard that, right? Like, I don't even like to touch my gun. I'm scared of it. Here for protection only. I hope I never fucking need it. All right, last chance to get Super Chats. Somebody asked me a really good question to end the night on, and I will... Cover one more story. This is about the uh, the Satanist Church. The Satanist Church had an amazing response to a Catholic group that claimed that gay pride is satanic. Um, let me just read. The homosexual agenda is but one. All right. Well, this is what the satanic. All right. Let me start here. In any case, I want to know what a Satanist thoughts about these comments. So I asked the Satanic Temple, Lucian Greaves, what his what he made of this allegation. Lucian Greaves is like the the president i guess that's what they called it of uh the satanic temple smart guy he has like this weird contact lens that he puts in it's kind of a a troll he's trolling the christians to make it look like he's creepy and shit when it's really just a gag but anyway this is his comments on uh whether the homosexual agenda is satanist or not the homosexual agenda is but one front in the satanic revolution and I strongly suspect that its insidious temptations haunt Mr. Horvath's nocturnal Im- imaginings, leading him to believe that he's acting in self-defense. And while there is a good deal of hypocrisy in the organized Catholic near-total silence regarding child predators in their ranks, even as there, 
even as they rail against the sexual preferences of those who don't necessarily claim any affiliation with them, I must agree with Mr. Horvat on this. Pride is a sin in the Christian faith, and homosexuality is explicitly forbidden in the Bible. In celebrating pride, the LGBTQ community and its allies should make no apologies and no concessions, offer no conciliation nor comfort to those who claim indignation on behalf of their superstition. Happily, we should let the stale theocratic prohibitions of the Dark Ages recede into oblivion and abandon any effort to desperately reinterpret archaic scriptures to mean the opposite of what they clearly state. The church does not want us, and we have no need for them. The so-called law of God means nothing to us. We, who put human dignity and personal sovereignty first, wave the banner high and leave the Bible behind. Happy pride and hell Satan. And fuck yeah. What an awesome statement, dude. Goddamn nailed it. I like the Satanic Temple. I like the Satanic Church. Uh, they don't actually worship Satan. They're actually an atheist organization, a humanist organization, and they just use Satan as a symbol to mock and troll Christians. And good, 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 yeah, good organization, funny people. Um, even though I'm not like involved in them or anything because I don't really give a shit enough about it. So anyway, last Super Chats. Have you watched Death Notes? It's an anime. Yes, I've seen the Death Note anime version, and I've also seen the live action version on Netflix. And uh, yeah, it's okay. Like I thought, it was, I thought they were both fine. Like anime is not really, really my thing, but uh, it was what it was. It makes me wish I had a Death Note sometime. But it's probably a good thing I don't have that. I'd be writing all kinds of motherfuckers' names down, and then after they died, I'd feel all guilty and shit, and probably write my name down in it and kill myself over it. So good thing I don't. Good question, Lane Magni, three ninety nine for the cats. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I was going to build. I was going to buy them a new cat condo, but what I might do instead is I might build like all these shelves on the wall and uh, like carpet them and stuff. That would be way better because they can't destroy that. So I'm going to work on that. Thank you for that. Very, very, very generous. Appreciate that, Stephen Contreras. Contreras. $5. Have you ever thought about entering the tech industry as a coder or software developer? And how related is your tech experience to that occupation? No, I, I'm not good enough at being a coder or software developer. All the coding I did back in the day was just like in basic. I don't even know how to program in C++ or binary or, or you know, any of that stuff. Cobalt, or whatever the fuck the languages are. Um, so no, I could not do that. I am doing exactly what I should be doing. I should be talking for a living. I think that is my gift. And, um, I appreciate you guys helping me to do it. You guys support me so fucking much to me, man. I really cannot thank you guys enough for everything you've done for me. It's it's like a dream come true being able to do this for a living. I'm having a lot of fun, and I actually think I'm doing a lot of good. A lot of people have been messaging me, thanking me for the show, thanking me for having trans and gay people's backs, and uh, I'm just really thrilled to be a part of it. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled to... I, I feel good. Like, I'm actually making a difference in the world. I'm trying to undo some of the negative things I've done in the past, trying to try to take responsibility for my actions, which makes me feel a lot better and sleep a lot better at night. So I really thank all of you guys who have stuck by me, who have supported me. Let me check one last time, make sure there are no, I'm not missing anybody. Nope. Okay. Well, that's it folks for the show. Please consider supporting me on Patreon, patreon.com, much less podcast up to $408 dudes, $5 a month. $6 a month, $1 a month, $2 a month, whatever it is, help me out. Come on, dudes. You guys can help me out. You guys know that I'm doing a good show here. You guys know that liberal shows need to be supported more because all the fucking money is going to the right wing. They're really killing us on this shit, so we need somebody to have our back. So please think about supporting me if you can. I really appreciate it. I will be back Friday. I will do Filter Friday again this Friday. Fuck the haters. We're going to do it again. And uh, 
I will be back then. Until then, I will see you guys. I love you. I appreciate it. And as always, logic, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for everything, dudes.